49-year-old Meniru from Devon Road in Bedford was found guilty of fraud and money laundering in what's believed to be the first successful prosecution of its kind in the UK. A group of MPs has claimed Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs is being outmanoeuvred by the big accountancy firms who advise people on ways to reduce their tax bills. The Public Accounts Committee wants a ban on staff from the firms working in government and then telling clients about loopholes they've discovered. But Bill Dodwell, the head of tax policy at Accountants Deloitte, says they're not doing anything wrong. We believe we give tax advice responsibly. Uh, in accordance with the law and uh, the attentions of Parliament generally. Uh, we advise companies when they're considering what they're doing to take account of the wider impacts. The authorities in Bangladesh now say that at least 275 people were killed when a large building in the capital Dakar collapsed on Wednesday. It's reported that 61 more survivors have been rescued from the wreckage. The surviving Boston bombing suspect has told the FBI that he and his brother were planning to carry out a further attack. Yahad Sanayev, who's still in hospital, told investigators they'd spoken about targeting Times Square in New York. A new initiative to combat lung cancers aiming to make sure every patient with a condition in the UK is enrolled in a clinical trial. Around 35,000 people die of lung cancer each year in Britain, more than any other form of the disease. The Lung Cancer Alliance is bringing together some of the country's leading research institutions, teaching hospitals and cancer charities in an effort to improve survival rates. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, along with Prince Harry, are visiting Leaveston Studios in Hertfordshire later. They'll be there for the official inauguration of the site by owners Warner Brothers. The weather, cloudy and wet with a top temperature of 12 degrees Celsius, that's 54 Fahrenheit. There's more news and sports on Online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. First for news. It's the weekend, Catherine. Hooray. We're all a little bit weekend crazy here at BBC Three Counties Radio this morning. What have you got planned for this weekend? I'm going out. Hey! Where are you going? Anywhere nice? Can yeah. I come? No, you can't come. Go on, let me come. I'm going out with my friends from Journalism College. They're like real friends. <laughs> Catherine, you didn't go to Journalism College. I did briefly. Well, uh, But can I come and hang out with you? I've got, I've got nothing planned this weekend. Let me come and hang out. Can I come and hang out? Please, can I come and hang out with you? I'll go on then. Yeah! Don't be a pain, though. I won't be a pain, never. Only Tony Woods thinks I'm a pain, and he's only on Facebook. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's that kind of Friday feeling. I have got nothing planned this weekend. I might. I might be going out for dinner on Saturday with my wife, and that's it. And then the kids are going to another kid's third birthday party on Sunday, and I'm like, oh, yeah... Okay, I, I woke up this morning, I had an email from my wife saying, don't come to the per- birthday party on Sunday, you rest. Oh, you know, I shall indulge, yes. Fantastic. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including a manager is suing her, is suing her employers for more than £1 million because she received back injuries. Picking up an earring. Yeah, we'll hear more on that throughout the show. There were rumours that the Hatfield Forum may have to drop the headline band from tonight's gig because they walk on stage to a snippet of a Gary Glitter song. Well, I know Gary Glitter is a very, very naughty man and I in no way condone his sexual exploits. But should there be a stigma associated with his music? More importantly, should we play a Gary Glitter song this morning? Text 81333. Start your message with 3CR. Yes or no? 
and your reason why. And coming up between now and seven, Nanny Eileen will be reviewing some local unsigned band. Lots of ways to get in touch. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Put my cards on the table. I'm a, uh, mm, I am a huge Gary Glitter fan. I, yeah, I am. I was. I was. I've seen him in concert several times. Saw him in a, in a musical with... Uh, where is it? She was in with Denise Van Outer many years ago. In, uh, I saw it in Reading. Um, and I... <laughs> they're cracking songs, aren't they? They're cracking songs. But... Do we play one on BBC Three Counties Radio this morning? I would love to hear from you. And your reasons why. 08459 455 555. History has... He's been airbrushed, hasn't he? He's been removed from musical history. He's never on top of the pops when they show those. There was, um, I think last year, Radio 2 had a, a big look back at 70s pop and rock. And he was uh, noticeable by his absence. Do we airbrush glitter from history? Is he the, the significant? Do we acknowledge him and acknowledge the, let's be honest, fantastic pop songs that he had? I love you, love me, love. Leader of the gang, rock and roll parts one and two. Hello, hello, it's good to be back. Do you want to touch me there? Maybe not that one. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. You can send me a text as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. You can also have your say on Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR is the Facebook page if you want to come and have a look at that. Always nice to see you arguing and being a little bit um, fresh and feisty on on the Facebook page. Play nice. Don't be nasty, but uh, do go and have a little look. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't forget, before 7 o'clock as well, we've got Nanny Island coming on. She won't be reviewing a Gary Glitter song, but she will be reviewing a, a song from the BBC Introducing, uh, which is uh, where we get lots of uh, unsigned bands to submit their music. And after last, after last week's song, let, let's be honest, uh, well, I've been told they're playing it on Radio 1. Radio 1 can keep it. It, 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 was, um, it was a stinker. Sometimes they are unsigned for a reason, yes. Uh, but I, uh, my little boy, my three-year-old boy, has chosen this week's um, BBC Introducing track that we're going to play to Nanny Eileen. He told me it made him fr- uh, feel um, happy, sad, brave, cootie and piratey. It's exactly what he told me. I went, that's good enough for me, boy. We'll have some of that. We'll have some of that. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now, a manager is suing her employers for more than one million pounds because she received back injuries at work, picking up an earring. Safa Pat, uh, no, Pate now has no feeling in her left leg and foot after the incident at the High Wycombe branch of House of Fraser. To tell us more is Catherine Boyle. Catherine, what happened? Well, Safa, who works at Coast in the department store, it's a concession, uh, dropped the earring and had to bend down to get it from out from under a display known as a gondola. 
Um, however, it had gone too far towards the edge, so she had to move the display unit. It was then that she heard a clicking noise and felt her back give way. Now, she says she experienced increasing levels of pain over the course of that day. And when it became unbearable, she had to leave work and go to hospital for treatment. Um, she then says she went and uh, underwent a spinal fusion operation later and as a result of all this. And she's not been able to work since the accident on, in January 2009. What do her lawyers say about this? Well, they say that she suffered irreparable injuries and she's been left in unbearable pain. However, this company, uh, Coast Limited, Coast Fashions Limited, denies any wrongdoing. They say Mrs. Miss Pate should have used a stick to retrieve the dropped item uh, and argued that she was the author of her own misfortune. Miss Pate's barrister, however, Caroline McColgan, says her client dropped the earring on the floor during a stock take. Natural that she would just try and get it. I, I'm, I am trying to imagine how uh, d- d- bending down onto the floor and picking up an earring would damage your back and how your employers could be responsible for that. But we'll, we'll see. How is Safa... be the manoeuvring of the gondola that did it. OK, right, I see. How is Safa doing after this incident? Well, she says she has no feeling in her left leg and foot and claims, obviously, that she's unable to work at all in, in any capacity. Wow. Well, how do, what happens now? How does this work? So, from now on, Caroline Allen, who's the barrister for the fashion company, Coast Fashions Limited, said that Miss Pato is making a large damages claim. It looks to be in excess of £1 million and the case will be heard by Judge Richard Seymour QC in November. Catherine Boyle out airing and bad back correspondent. Thank you very much uh, indeed. Well, what do you think? Does this sound like a complete nonsense? Obviously she wouldn't get the million pounds. I'm sure it would be settled for much, much less than that, if at all. Is this ridiculous? Is this uh, just, just someone being a little bit of a chancer and, and, and having a, a, a bit of a laugh? 08459 455 555. What do you think about this? And also, have you made claims against your employers for injuries? We seem to be hearing more and more of these. We had the copper a couple of weeks ago who sprained her ankle um, s- standing off a curb when she was investigating a crime. Turns out she's made a couple of other claims as well. Have you made claims at work? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Did your family and friends laugh at you a bit and go, "Oh, for goodness' sake, you're taking the mick"? Or did they say, "Hey, look, you've you've sprained your wrist. You could get a few quid for that." Yeah, definitely. Go and go and sue Boots. Go go and sue W H Smiths. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I want to hear your compensation stories this morning. And also, do we play a Gary Glitter song later on? If not, why not?
BBC Three Counties Radio, I want to hear your compensation stories this morning, please. And this lady who's suing her employer for a million pounds because she hurt her back picking up an earring. 08459 455 555. Travel news now, Alan Cowie. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, morning. The uh, A1M uh, southbound has fully reopened. It was closed for a large part of the night, actually, at Stevenage Junctions 8 to 7. It was closed from midnight till about uh, 6 o'clock this morning after a serious accident, but it has reopened now, so A1M's moving OK. No other issues reported. The M25 is down to 50 through the roadworks between Junction 23 South Mims and Junction 25, which is the A10. Now, we've got some problems on the trains. Uh, we've already got some delays and cancellations at Bedford. The problem on the line is actually much further south 
south, in fact, south of London at uh, Three Bridges, a fire at a signalling box. Uh, so there's no trains running at all between uh, East Croydon and uh, Brighton, but lengthy delays on the rest of the line. In fact, the next uh, service from Bedford to Brighton cancelled the 6.22. And then after that, we've got quite a lot of uh, late arrivals coming up from London into uh, Bedford. So First Capital Connect disrupted on the Bedford to Brighton line, but the problem itself is uh, south of London. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alan. Right, 6.17, it's Friday the 26th of April. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A manager at the Wickham branch of House of Fraser is suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back picking up an earring. A con man from Bedford who tricked millions of pounds out of victims from all over the world is due for sentencing. In sport, Chelsea recovered from a controversial penalty decision to secure a valuable victory in their Europa League semi-final first leg with Basel last night. Weather is uh, weather in beds, hearts and bucks. Cloudy and wet with a top temperature of 12 degrees. Now, coming up before 6.30, the band Enter Shikari will walk on to a clip of a Gary Glitter tune when they headline the Hatfield Forum tonight. Should there be a stigma associated with his work? Great tunes, horrible human being. More importantly, should I end the show with a Gary Glitter song this morning? Text 81333, start your message 3CR, yes or no, and your reasons why, please. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer, across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. This afternoon, the latest stop on my tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks will be Hemel Old Town. Nick Coffer. I'll be finding out how to paint with wax. There'll be live music from Mini Birch, what the point of unattractive cakes are, and some African drumming. Across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Plus, find out if I can escape from a straitjacket and run away with the circus. Nick Coffer. From the Old King's Arms in Hemel Old Town. Today, from midday. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Stevens from Letchworth. Morning, Stephen. Morning. Ste- oh, 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 oh. I, I was here. I was here. I'm here to the BBC. What, what's happened, just, Stephen? I just peeped. I just peeped at my phone, and my back's gone. Oh, oh, hang on a second. You could sue us for a million oh, quid. Oh, oh, exactly. Have you got a million quid? Uh, not anymore. Oh, uh, okay. You don't want to know what happened to it. Uh, what, I, I'm assuming your tongue is slightly... I'm hoping you're not going to sue us. What, what do you think about this woman who's suing a, a boss for a million quid because she hurt her back picking up an earring? I think her and her solicitor should sue the company for all they get. And then I think the judge should um, go in the favour of the coast and, co- and charge those to a million quid. We're wasting everybody's time. It does seem... Listen, if you injure yourself at work legitimately, and I don't know the full details of this story, we're trying to find out more, then of course you should receive some compensation. But if an earring fell on the floor and you picked it up and you may have, you know, you moved a shelf and you did your back, that's your own fault, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think you've got a thing in your head that's called a brain. You use that, you won't hurt yourself, I would say. Stephen, uh, other, other quick question. Uh, the, 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 uh, Gary Glitter, there is a band that's going to go on stage tonight using uh, his music as an intro. There were kind of rumours going around that there was a little bit of a furore about it. We're not sure how true that is. But uh, Gary Glitter, do we airbrush him from history? Uh, yeah, um, it's difficult. His songs are good songs. But the trouble is, if you play his songs, he gets the money. And I don't think that's right. If, he, if you could play his songs and the money could go into a kitty for good causes then i'll say yes play it but if he's gonna get the money then no no no, no, no. i think if i don't i'm not quite sure how prs works but i would imagine if we played i love you love me love today which is the song we're toying with playing um yeah. i imagine he'd get five pence is that five pence too much Stephen? oh uh, yes 
Give him four and a half. There we go. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Your compensation stories. And Gary Glitter, do we play one of his songs or do we airbrush the man from rock history? Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Please don't take him just because you can. Your beauty is beyond compare with flaming locks of auburn hair with ivory skin. Eyes of emerald green Your smile is like a breath of spring Your voice is soft like summer rain And I cannot compete with you, Jolene He talks about you in his sleep And there's nothing I can do to keep from crying When he calls your name, Jolene easily understand how you could easily take my man but you don't know what he means to me Jolene of men, but I could never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolene. I had to have this talk with you. My happiness depends on you and whatever you decide to do, Jolene. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now tonight, the St Albans Band, Enter Shikari, will perform at the Forum in Hertfordshire. As part of their show, they walk on stage to a snippet of a Gary Glitter track. There were rumours that the Forum may drop them from the lineup because of this. Well, this is the track that they could be walking on to. <laughs> It's Rock and Roll Part 2, I think. I always get Parts 1 and Part 2 mixed up. But should we write Glitter out of music history? Should there be a st- big stigma attached to his work? Well, Jonathan Wingate has been a music journalist for over 20 years, starting as Richard Branson's postboy. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning, Ian. We're, do we airbrush Glitter out of musical history? It's such a tricky conundrum, isn't it? Um, I think ostensibly... You have to, certainly for the for the time being. But then last night I sat there and thought about Michael Jackson, and I saw your tweets on this, and I was thinking, 
what do you do? Do you write um, Michael Jackson out of musical history? Do you, half of your record collection will, will go missing in action if you start looking into people's uh, dodgy private lives. Well, I guess, I guess the thing with, with Jackson is he was never actually convicted no, of anything, whereas, whereas Glitter has been convicted of downloading child pornography and of various sex crimes against children around the world. Yeah, so and, and, and also, number one, I, I think this band are starting to look... This is starting to look, to me, like a cheap publicity. This show. is Enter Shikari? Yes. And I already feel queasy at the thought of this band, I, quite seriously. A dreadful name for a start. Um, but they shouldn't be doing this. Uh, do they need this attention? Do they need you and I talking about this? I suspect they do. And is this the best piece of intro music they could think of? There are thousands of pieces of music they could have picked, and they've chosen to pick this. I think it's because we're talking about it, and I, I, it makes me feel uneasy. I also thought to myself last night, and actually, for purposes of research for the show, I pulled out um, some Wagner, and for the first time properly listened to Wagner last night. Wagner was Hitler's favorite composer. So in Israel, that was banned for years because of associations with the Nazis, even though Wagner, you know, was not a contemporary of the Nazis or Hitler and had nothing to do with his music being um, uh, taken up by the Nazis. So what do you do? Do you write this incredible music out of history? I, I don't know. Well, there are. You talk about Wagner. There are still um, uh, um, vast portions of the community, particularly the Jewish community, who are very offended by uh, by Wagner. That's exactly my point. I, I um, Daniel Barenboim. You know, the, the music was banned in Israel, basically. And Daniel Barenboim, a very famous pianist and conductor, said, "This is crazy that we're missing out on this music." And formed an orchestra with the sole purpose of um, putting Israelis and uh, Palestinians together, so that they could play Wagner. The catalogue, the the history of rock and roll is, you're right, if you looked at everybody who'd done something naughty, including taking hard drugs and um, indulged in sexual exploits with with younger people, um, you would get rid of three quarters of your record collection, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. And um, I think the drugs is one thing, and we kind of almost like our rock stars to be the wild people we haven't got the guts to be. Uh, But when it comes to underage sex, it's not. No, it's so unpalatable that Gary Glitter. I hear you're a fan. I listen. I, I was a, a big, big fan. Theory. I was. Yeah. A, I was a big and fan. What did it do to your perception of Gary Glitter's music? <clears throat> what did it do to my perception of his music? It, it put me off it for a long time. Yeah. Do you know a, a Gary Glitter song popped up on iPod Shuffle um, about six months ago, and. Uh, I listened to it. I thought, well, this is actually, this is a cracking song. They are cracking songs. They're good mid-70s glam pop songs. They are good, Ian, but quite seriously, listening to what we played there, yeah. rock and roll part, what was that? I can never remember. I always get one and two confused. Oh, that shows his cultural significance, doesn't yes. it? You can't he won an Ivan Novello award for it. Did he? Yeah. I, I just think Gary Glitter was always a second-rate artist anyway. He wasn't Mark Boland. He wasn't David Bowie. Mm. Um, that doesn't sound that good to me. Really? I mean, I also think it's quite good, bear that in mind. I do think yeah. the songs, they're very hooky and very catchy. Um, but actually, that sounds quite limp to me. You yeah. know, if you couldn't have come, couldn't they be a bit cleverer and come on to Prokofiev's Romeo and Juliet? That's Ooh. far more insane. Oh, Jonathan, they used to have a chat with you. That's talk, you far talk more about century, isn't it? Oh, it is, definitely. And, uh, so who are this band? Have you heard them? Enter Shikari. Yeah, uh, yeah I kind of have. Are they because, rubbish? Uh, well... <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. Yeah, well, are they rubbish? They're not my cup of tea. Are they as rubbish as they 
their name. They're not my suggest. cup of tea, Jonathan, he said, sitting on the fence. Uh, yeah. My producer enjoys them and thinks they're excellent. But she's a young thing. What does she know about proper music? Uh, and, and when I used to work at um, a music radio station a couple of years ago, I was getting bombarded every other day with emails from their PR team. And well, that- you so they have got a PR team? Yeah. Okay, now it's getting interesting, because I have a background in public relations. Right. Um, it, I'm just suspicious of all this. So have they got a proper PR team behind this? There is a, there is a PR machine. So this, well, this didn't just come via Facebook, them saying, we're coming on to Gary Glitter's rock and roll or whatever. No, I don't think so. Right, well, my suspicion is, as a former PR man, um, that someone thinks this was a clever idea and they get people talking about it. I'll tell you something, it, it, I would not be listening to this band, I would not be going to the gig. Um, I, I personally, I think it's distasteful, and I think the band sound as pathetic as their name. I have to say that, because it makes them look desperate. Jonathan, final question. Do I play a Gary Glitter song later on today? And I'm not, and I, I don't, trust me, I'm not doing it for the shock value. Oh my God, he's played a Gary Glitter song. It's, it's a genuine, do we play a, a, a pop classic later on by Gary Glitter? I say no. Okay. Jonathan, always nice to talk to you. Thanks very much. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Ian. Jonathan Wingate, music journalist, 08459 555. Let's get the travel news now. Alan Cowie. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Well, on the roads, uh, not too much to report, actually. No accidents or problems. Traffic levels fairly light. We have got a problem on the trains. First Capital Connect disrupted on the Bedford to Brighton line. It's because of a problem actually south of London. It's in the Crawley area at uh, Three Bridges. The uh, fire brigade are investigating a a fire alarm at a signalling box. So there's uh, no trains running at all between East Croydon and Brighton, but severe delays to the rest of the line. So uh, trains just setting off from uh, Bedford to uh, Brighton now may terminate early. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties. Thank you, Alan. It's come out to 6.30. Time for the news and sport with Catherine. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's 6.30. The headlines. A woman who worked as a manager at the Wickham branch of House of Fraser is suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back, picking up an earring. A con man from Bedford who tricked elderly and vulnerable victims all over the world into handing over millions of pounds is due for sentencing later. And a group of MPs has claimed HM Revenue and Customs is being outmaneuvered by the big accountancy firms who advise people on ways to reduce their tax bills. Beds, hearts and bucks, sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chelsea recovered from a controversial penalty decision to secure a valuable 2-1 victory in their Europa League semi-final first leg with Basel last night. Meanwhile, Watford are at Leicester in the Championship tonight. A win for the Hornets would put them within a point of Hull, who occupy the final automatic promotion position. Watford are likely to field a similar team to the one that won last weekend. Manager Gianfranco Zola says there could still be twists and turns at the top of the table. There's, there's the Championship, you know. We know that there are no easy games for us, not for... Uh for all so we know that it's going to be like this until the end so uh, I'm not going to be surprised if I see other uh, twists twists and turns the Stevenage manager Graham Wesley believes the MK Dons boss Carl Robinson will learn from the comments he made about Borra earlier in the season. Following the sacking of Stevenage's Gary Smith, the Dons boss called the decision a shambles. The two clubs play each other on Saturday and Wesley, who took over from Smith, says Robinson was disrespectful. 
Wickham Wanderers play their final match of the season at home to Port Vale. It'll be player manager Gareth Ainsworth's last match as player and his 600th appearance. He says he'll miss being out on the pitch. You'll never ever replace playing, ever. Never do it. I don't care what anyone says, there's nothing better than playing on a Saturday, pitting your wits against someone, scoring a goal, fans singing your name. It's you feel so alive, and I don't, I can't explain it in words. It's not, it doesn't do it justice. So um, to leave those days behind is is unbelievably hard. Believe me, it's really, really tough. I'll miss playing. Believe me. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at seven o'clock. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. As the lady just said, 08459 455 555. Coming up, do we play a Gary Glitter song this morning? Fantastic pop tunes, Hideous Man. 08459 455 555. And Nanny Eileen, my adopted grandmother, will be coming on and reviewing a track. Now, a human ear was found by a dog walker in Aylesbury yesterday. Ben Jackson-Smith was walking through St Mary's churchyard when his dog Cass discovered the body part. Incidentally, this was the uh, church where Roberto was going to be doing his Question Time-style show last night. Well, both our reporters, Gareth Lloyd and Victoria Cook, were at the scene yesterday where Ben told BBC Three Counties about the shock of his life. We're walking through the um, usual part that we do walk through um, and I saw Cass with, uh, like biting something in her mouth. And I kind of pushed her away and then realised it was an ear or some sort of ear. I didn't know whether it may have been like a pig's ear or something. Um, yeah, and I kind of I, I kind of brushed it off at first because I, I was kind of didn't believe it. I was in disbelief. Um, and then um, a close inspection kind of brought me to believe it was definitely a human ear. I'm still kind of in disbelief and shock, as you might say. I mean, it, it looks very much like maybe a pig's ear, but it could be a human ear. So um, I'm, I'm hoping uh, everything's okay. Obviously, uh, finish off the walk. Um, I phoned up my friend Anna and uh, my girlfriend Zoe, and um, I just asked them for advice. And they said that maybe pick it up with a dog bag, make sure you don't touch it just in case. Um, I took it back to the flat that we we're living in and um, kind of gave it a closer inspection, and then decided to call the non-emergency police just to come so they can have a, a look at it. And and what, what, what did they say? I mean, what, you know, that, that, that phone call's a uh, one you don't really want to make, well, do yeah, you? Yeah, they were as shocked as I were. They just once again in disbelief. No one really knew what it was or whether it was human or so they just took it they took down a statement from me i went back to the police station uh, they cordoned off the area and as far as i know my name is shane wood i'm the rector of st mary's aylesbury and i've been rector here for just under seven years and uh, what, what more do you know about the mystery? Um, tell me any, any details that you're aware of. The only thing that I've been aware of is that it was a body part presumed to be uh, an ear and that they're continuing their investigation. Obviously, they need to carefully comb the grounds to see if there's anything more that uh, will help with their investigation. So it's been quite an, an inconvenience having the, the church close off today. It might be an inconvenience for us, but we obviously are concerned for those who are involved with this incident and for the work of the police. So we want to make sure that they have the opportunity to get on, to do their work, to do the investigation and to solve this great mystery. Well, 08459 455 555, that was the uh, ear that was found in St Mary's Churchyard. That wasn't the ear speaking, obviously, that would be highly inappropriate. We'll have more on that as and when we get it. Gary Glitter, uh, text here, Jenna said, uh, uh, Gary Glitter's contribution to music history is undeniable, but does he receive any royalties if his music is broadcast? If so, I would object most strongly to licence payers' money being used to finance his perverted lifestyle. 
Well, I'm looking into uh, whether I thought he'd sold his back catalogue a few years ago and didn't get royalties. But I'm, I'm looking, I'm furiously looking into it to find out. Clarence says, if Michael Jackson was com- uh, convicted, would the world have stopped playing his songs? Do we play a Gary Glitter song this morning? 08459 455 555. Text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Not doing it to be a... Oh, oh, shocking. Did you hear that? He played a... Gl- doing it because I think it's a cracking pop song. I think it's a cracking pop song. I think we need to uh, be mature about this and address... Do we rewrite history? There is one of the most famous guitarists in the world. I'm not going to mention his name. But one of the most famous rock guitarists in the world in one of the biggest bands of the 70s famously had an affair with a 14-year-old girl. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. He was in his mid-20s, she was 14. I'm not going to say the name, even though it's out there in the public domain and it's been written about in countless books. Yet he still gets played. His band still gets played. 08459 455 555. Tales and princes He believed the voices Coming from his stereo He believed in rock and roll She left her past And those lily white fences And headed out to Hollywood In search of her soul But she had to pay the toll Yes she did They were bound to find each other He needed proof, she needed a brother That's when stars collide When there's space for what you want And your heart is open wide Wait a minute He gave up women for the stripes of the road Learned the meaning of grace That's when his cup overflowed And she said He said my faith keep me from willing But you know that I'm able And if there's some room I'd like to sit at your table She said it's it's tight I think I can fit you in This kind of love don't come from a prayer Ain't talking rebound, born of despair Yellow sun rising on their bodies in bed Two people in love with nothing but the road ahead Oh yeah Oh All right She wanted to 
see her name appear on the big screen. He just wanted to hear her scream his name. Can you scream my name? Do you know what I mean? Lots of people saying, um, no, don't play Gary Glitter. Uh, Andrew Murray on uh, Twitter says, also, isn't a glitter tune used in the full Monty film? I think it is. Should that be banned for using it? I know in the United States, it's it, what's that? It's one of those sports they play. It's either their silly football or their silly rounders. Whenever someone scores a home run or a goal, they play, uh, they play a Gary Glitter song. And, and it's huge over there, and I think he gets money for that. Do we play a Gary Glitter song, yes or no? 08459 455 555. I'd like to hear your reasons as well. Also, on the uh, strength of this woman who's suing uh, her employers for a million pounds. A million pounds? <clears throat> because she dropped an earring, she bent down to pick it up. Oh, my back's gone! Listen, if I sued someone every time my back went, I would have 12 million pounds... Seriously, my back's always going out. I'd sue my, I have to lift my mum up, because she's not very well. I'd, I'd, I'd sue her for a fortune. Seriously. Hey. Front pages. Lots of front pages. I've got pictures of Gwyneth Paltrow. Why, you ask? Well, because she is the world's most beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. According to something, she's the world's most beautiful woman. <clears throat> but also because she's wearing a dress where you can see her bum bum. Yeah. Well, it's a dress that's... It's like a dress at the front and the back, but at the side, it's like no dress. Uh, the Daily Telegraph. Minister, cut food waste and save £50 a month. Austerity advice for families on the breadline. Families struggling with high living costs are wasting their money by needlessly throwing away enormous amounts of food, a minister has said. Householders are discarding up to £50 of food a month, much of which was perfectly safe to eat, says Richard Benyon, a millionaire minister, uh, no, sorry, a minister in the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs. Mr Benyon said many people had little idea how to keep fruit and vegetables fresh, fresh in the fridge, or that cheese can be preserved for longer if it's wrapped properly after opening. Everyone knows cheese can be preserved for longer if it's wrapped properly after opening. Everyone knows that, but yet we still don't bother to do it. <clears throat> And when the cheese goes a bit hard and mouldy, you give it to your children and tell them it's a special cheese. And they love it. They don't know any different whatsoever. The Independent. Bangladesh counts the costs of cheap fashion. The uh, death toll from the collapse of an eight-storey building in Savar near Dhaka has uh, reached 238. And this is the factory that made clothes for Primark and Matalan. Uh, and tax avoidance. HMRC. Too cosy with accountancy giants. The Guardian. Uh, picture of a monkey. Um, a sunbather on Brighton. There's a picture. Why do we do this? Whenever there's a bit of sun, we have pictures on the front pages of our newspapers of, of people sunbathing. An old woman on a deck chair. And then whenever it's snowy, we have pictures of women in bikinis in the snow. 
Cameron's press dilemma. Newspapers put PM on spot with rival regulation plan to circumvent stitch-up. David Cameron is facing an acute political dilemma after the majority of the newspaper industry, made up of five of the country's largest press groups, rejected cross-party plans for newspaper regulation and launched an audacious bid to set up their own, own royal charter back body. Well, hang on a minute. The newspapers who, you know, hacked the uh, phone messages of dead girls and spied on people when they shouldn't be and did all kinds of illegal things like giving money to police officers and taking bungs and bribes and things like that. They don't like the regulation that's been suggested by the government who'd have who'd have thought that i do hope that the press uh, plan that they've put forward still allows them to tap into the messages of uh, children that have been murdered because it's it's always good to know what messages are left on their phones isn't it Cutting cord too early puts babies at risk, NHS warned. Childbirth experts are urging the NHS to reverse the policy it's pursued since the 1960s of clamping and cutting a baby's umbilical cord as soon as it's born, citing mounting evidence this may leave newborn babies deprived of vital blood from the placenta. So I've discovered yesterday... I discovered yesterday that my belly button is is off-centre. It's a little bit to the right. I thought I had a wonky mirror. I haven't. I've got a wonky navel. Mick's from High Wycombe. Good morning, Mick. Yeah, hello. I don't think you should play that pervert's music. Uh, we, uh, Gary Glitter, why is that? Because he's a, he's a dirty, stinking pervert. And what, what right is, he, is, is his music to be out? If that was one of your kids he'd, he'd, he'd fiddled with, would you want his music on the radio so your kids could hear? I don't think so. But they are good songs, aren't they? I don't, I don't care what his songs are. We, we, we would be condoning his, his perversion. That bloke should have been... That bloke should have been publicly humiliated. He well, should have... he has he been publicly humiliated. The, the people like him haven't got the right to be on the same planet as these folk. But, Mick, do we... Do we ignore the artistic merits of someone's work because of their sexual perversions? In this case, yes. Mick, thank you very much indeed. Well, that's Mick's view. What do you think? 08459 Travel news, Alan Kelly... and Bucks Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, on the roads, uh, not too much to report. Uh, traffic levels still uh, quite light. Uh, just very short delays on the anti-clockwise M25 at Junction 25, which is the A10. We have got a problem on the trains on the uh, Bedford to Brighton line. Uh, the problem is south of London in the Crawley area at uh, Three Bridges. Uh, there's a fire alarm at a signalling box. So First Capital Connect suspended between East Croydon and Brighton, but there are severe delays to the rest of the line. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alan, thank you very much. Right, 6.46, it's Friday the 26th of April. I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A manager at the Wickham branch of House of Fraser is suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back, picking up an earring. A con man from Bedford who tricked elderly and vulnerable victims all over the world into handing over millions of pounds is due for sentencing later. In sport, Chelsea recovered from a controversial penalty decision to score a valuable 2-1 victory in their Europa League semi-final first leg with Basel last night. Coming up Friday, yes! That means that before seven, we'll be speaking to my adopted nanny Eileen to find out what she's been up to and what she thinks of our brand new BBC introducing song that's been chosen by my three-year-old boy. But before that, let's get the weather with Elizabeth Rosini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello.
a very good morning to you. Today, a very different feel to how it was yesterday. In fact, a big disappointment for many of us, um, many of us who are not hay fever sufferers, because actually the pollen count is going down, and that is the good news. The bad news is it's going to be feeling colder, and it's going to be really very wet at times too. Now, we've got a band of rain. That's the cold front. That's right across the three counties at the moment, just clearing out of Buckinghamshire, uh, but still across most of Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, I'm afraid. A legacy of clouds through the rest of the morning, some quite persistent rain towards southern areas that should soon clear and we've got a day of sunshine and showers behind it now some of the showers could be on the sharp side there could be some hail some thunder nice and exciting stuff but also some brightness and sunshine in between um, but it is going to feel much cooler than it did yesterday with highs of only 12 or 13 degrees celsius 55 in fahrenheit and that's where we get the best of the sunshine as well so somewhere along the way we've lost 8 to 10 degrees celsius oh dear um, a fairly light breeze um, but no I think in places in association with the showers anyway and then through this evening some of those showers will linger on but in some places where we do get some clear spells there could be a touch of frost into tomorrow morning a very chilly start to the weekend tomorrow plenty of showers rumbling on again on the sharp side some of them so uh, lots of wet weather around tomorrow a bit of brightness and sunshine in between very cold dry with clear skies on Saturday into Sunday um, so a bit of a frosty start to the day then gardeners take heed of that and a fine start to Sunday um, but then gradually we're going to see it cloud over with outbreaks of rain. So apologies for all of that. But um, it was in the forecast. So I hope you were listening yesterday. That's the weather. Thank you, Elizabeth. Weekends on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every Sunday morning from six, Helen Lee. The show is all about bringing people together, whatever their beliefs. I think decent people all share a common purpose, to lead happy and fulfilled and meaningful lives. Helen Lee. I'm nosy and I get to ask people I don't know lots of questions without them thinking I'm odd. Every Sunday morning from six. Sunday mornings, always about playtime. It's true local radio and I love this place. Helen Lee. Every Sunday morning from six. On BBC Three Counties Radio. And while we're bigging ourselves up, hey, guess what? Tonight could be a defining moment in Watford's football season. They travel to Leicester knowing that they need to win both of their remaining games to have any chance of gaining automatic promotion to the Premier League. You can hear the whole match live and get all the reaction in Three Counties Sport tonight from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, it is my favourite part of the show. Every week we get to speak to my adopted nanny, Nanny Island, and we play her a song from the BBC Introducing Playlist. If you're in a band, if you're a singer, if you you can get your music heard on BBC Introducing. Go to bbc.co.uk forward slash introducing. Uh, upload uh, your best track there and your track could be reviewed by the most important nanny in show business. It's our very own Simon Cowell. It's Nanny Eileen. Good morning. Oh, is Nanny Eileen there? Good morning, Nanny Eileen. Good morning, Ian. How are you this morning, my dear? Um, better now. I managed to get a bit of heat stroke yesterday. You got heat you stroke? Yes. Oh, how come? Well, I was out in the garden, oh, wasn't I? The sun was shining and I'm just not used to it. Oh, I'm fine now. My, my, my little boy got it. What's this mark on his arm? And it was a bit, little bit of um, suntan. Oh, so bless You need him. to be so careful. I, I really didn't realise how hot it was yesterday. It was a shock, but it was nice, though, wasn't it, to be out and about? I was just revelling in it. Oh, what have you been doing this week, Nanny Eileen? Anything exciting? Um... I went doggy sitting one day for a friend of mine. For a second! <laughs> for a second, Eileen, I thought you were going to say you went dogging! <laughs> Good gracious! <laughs> <no>. <laughs> 
no, no, no. You went doggy sitting, OK. Yes, good. or shall we say house sitting with a cat and a dog. Yes, that's, that's, that's much better. Like. <laughs> and how did you get on? Was, was everything all right? Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, loved it. I've got a question for you, Nanny Eileen. Yes. Now, and, and I respect you and trust your opinion on this. We're talking about Gary Glitter this morning. Yes. A famous, big famous pop star and rock star in the 70s. I was a huge fan. He's really? committed... Yeah, I was. He's committed... I nearly... I, I, I was very ill in the hospital when I was about 17, and I was going to miss a Gary Glitter concert, and a week, me and my friends came up with a way they could smuggle me out of the hospital to get me to the concert. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, very naughty man, committed heinous crimes and horrible, horrible, disgusting acts. Yeah. But the songs are good. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Do, do we play a Gary Glitter song later on? Why not? You're the first person to say that. We had Mick on just a minute ago who said that we shouldn't be playing that disgusting pervert's music. But his music was good. Mm. <clears throat> Isn't it strange that somebody with those morals can produce such wonderful music? Yeah. It, the two things just don't go together somehow. That's incredible. Okay, well, that's that's a thumbs up from from you for the music, not the man. Yes. Now, Eileen, last week, let's be honest, the song we played was rubbish. Well, it was yes. Yes. The music was good. Yeah. Well, I love the indie music. You do love the indie music. Yes, yes, yes. But I I kicked a few backsides and cracked a few heads together this Ooh. week. Yes. Ooh. I got angry. I I hit the desk with a fist. It wasn't oh. even my fist. Oh wow. And uh, this week. I was sent two songs to, yes. to listen to. I played them both to my three-year-old boy. Yes. I said, which one do you like the best? Which one are we playing? He picked He picked the song we're going to hear today. He said it made him feel happy, sad, brave, cootie and piratey. Oh. I, do, I don't know what cootie means. Okay, I don't know what cootie means. It's just his word. It used to mean itchy, but... Uh... Oh, well, maybe it makes him feel itchy. <laughs> but it made him feel brave and piratey as well. Oh. So, this has been chosen by my eldest, Nanny Island. Shall we have a little listen oh, and we'll please. get your views after? Yes. Okay, so this morning it's called Chasing the Summer by Room 94. They're from Hertfordshire, and it was chosen by my three-year-old son.
we go. It's Chasing the Summer by Room 94. They're from Hertfordshire. That was chosen by my three-year-old son. It's not up to me or him whether that song's any good or not. No, 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 no. It's up to my adopted grandmother. So let's ask her. Nanny Eileen, what did you think? I thoroughly agree with your three-year-old son. He's got good taste, my boy, <coughs> he hasn't he? He sure has. Oh, that was brilliant. How did it make you feel, Nanny Eileen? Did it make you feel cootie and piratey? I'm not so sure about the cootie bit, but it certainly was a... I just loved the bounce of it, and it was a happy song. Yeah, very happy. It's uplifting. It didn't sort of leave me depressed for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, and also, when when it is a bit summery, and, yeah. and the weather's nice, and it's warm, and yeah. the, just hearing something like that is a bit uplifting, isn't it? It is. That's what we want. Even on a wet day like today. So it gives you. You're giving that the thumbs up. Oh, definitely. What are you up very to this? So. What are you up to this weekend, Eileen? Um, well, I'm not really quite sure at the oh. moment. I'll let it evolve. <laughs> oh, look at you. You're very, very laid back. Hey, listen, I'm doing nothing on Sunday. Let's, <laughs> let's go for a walk along the river or something. <laughs> let's, let's hang out. Come on, come around and play Xbox with me. <laughs> Eileen, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Have a lovely weekend, my dear. Yeah, Take and care. And my love to your little three-year-old. He is brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. I will pass it on. Thank you, Nelly. Eileen. <laughs> okay. Take care. But there we go. Literally, the highlight of the week for me is speaking to our adopted Nanny Eileen. She is adorable, and um, I love it. And she loved that song. That was Chasing the Summer by Room 94. If you're in a band in Beds, Hearts and Bucks, and uh, you think, oh, hang on, whoa, hang on a second, we've got some songs that need to be played on the wireless, we'll go to uh, bbc.co.uk forward slash introducing. Upload your, your best song, let's be honest. And don't give us the, the rubbish. Uh, and it could get played, not only on BBC Introducing, on Saturday nights, but it could get played on this show. It could be reviewed by Nanny Island. It could be given the thumbs up by my three-year-old boy. You see? Movers and shakers in this world. 08459 555. Two questions this morning. In the uh, wake uh, of uh, a lady who is suing her employer for a million pounds. One million pounds. Because she hurt her back trying to pick up a, a, an earring that she dropped on the floor. What are your compensation stories? Can we find the biggest compo payout this morning, please? How much did you get for an injury? I mean, this woman won't get a million pounds. Of course she won't. Well, she get maybe 10 grand, 20 grand, something like that. What's the biggest payout you've ever had? And do you think this is ridiculous that someone can sue their employer for a million quid? And Enter Shikari, local band, St Albans band, um, will be coming on stage tonight. Uh, and part of their intro music will be a Gary Glitter song. Got us talking in the office yesterday. I used to be a big fan of Gary Glitter. I still think the music's great. Do we play a Gary Glitter song later on in the show? Or do we completely airbrush the gentleman from history? 81333, start your text 3CR, 08459 555. Right, let's get the travel news now. Here's Alan. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, on the roads, uh, not too much happening. Uh, building up in patches on the M25 uh, anti-clockwise from Junction 21, the M1, round to 20, Kings Langley. Nothing unusual, though. On the trains, we have got disruption on the Bedford to Brighton line. That's First Capital Connect. There's a problem south of London. It's in the uh, Crawley area. So uh, problem uh, problems for the, uh, the cross-London trains, uh, which may terminate early. A lot of late arrivals now coming into uh, Bedford as well. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alan, thank you very much indeed. 08459 Coming up in the next hour or so of the show. We'll take your calls on whether we play Gary Glitter. We'll be talking uh, about 
Well, we'll be talking about the lady with the earring who was suing her boss for a million pounds. And also, remember yesterday, we had Uri Geller on the show. But did anybody's watches start working? Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's seven o'clock, I'm Catherine Boyle. The headlines, Wickham shop worker brings one million pound lawsuit, Bedford Conman due for sentencing and Royal Trio visit Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A concession manager at a Wickham department store is suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back picking up an earring. 31-year-old Safar Pate ran the coast section of House of Fraser. She claims she has no feeling in her left leg and foot after dropping the item and retrieving it from under a display. Coast Fashions Limited deny any wrongdoing and suggest she should have used a stick. More on this with Ian Lee up next. A con man from Bedford who tricked millions of pounds out of victims all over the world is due for sentencing. Hendrik Meniru from Devon Road targeted elderly or vulnerable people claiming they won cash prizes, offering to sell valuable items and even promising supernatural assistance. An influential group of MPs has expressed concern that the relationship between the government and the big four accountancy firms has become unhealthily cosy and enabled tax avoidance schemes to to flourish. Here's our personal finance correspondent, Simon Gompertz. The Public Accounts Committee says tax accountants are being seconded to work in the government to advise on changes to tax law, exploiting the position to glean inside knowledge, and then using that to tell businesses how to avoid tax. The MPs want the practice stopped, and they're calling for a ban on firms selling their services to the public sector if they've been marketing tax avoidance schemes. The Treasury described some claims in the report as absurd, and Revenue and Customs said it was winning the battle against tax avoidance. A new initiative to combat lung cancers aiming to make sure every patient with the condition in the UK is enrolled in a clinical trial. Around 35,000 people die of lung cancer each year in Britain, more than any other form of the disease. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, along with Prince Harry, are set to visit Leaveston Studios in Hertfordshire later. The site's being officially inaugurated by Warner Brothers. Lee Agnew has the details. As well as meeting some of the studio's production team, the Royal Party will embark on the highly successful Harry Potter tour, which opened last year. Warner Brothers are completing a £100 million redevelopment of the site and is the only filming facility in the country to be operated by a major Hollywood studio. Formerly the production home of all eight Harry Potter films, GoldenEye and Star Wars Episode One, the studios now include nine sound stages, a 100-acre backlot and one of the largest underwater filming tanks in Europe. Chelsea recovered from a controversial penalty decision to secure a variable victory in their Europa League semi-final first leg with Basel last night. A goal from David Luiz secured a 2-1 win after Basel looked like they'd stolen a draw three minutes from time. The second leg's on Thursday at Stamford Bridge. The weather, cloudy and wet with a top temperature of 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 Fahrenheit. There's more news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. First for news. I don't know what supernatural assistance is. I don't know, what, clairvoyancy or something? I don't know in this particular case what he was doing, but uh, whatever he was doing, it wasn't what he said he was. Thank you very much indeed. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. Don't forget, before uh, nine o'clock, before JVS, we've got um, a band coming in. Very exciting. Very. Oh, it's a cracking one this morning. You're going to love it, I think. We always go for something a little bit odd, a little bit unusual. I think this week's is very special. (laughs) 
But between now and then, lots of stories, as always. A manager is suing her employers for more than a million quid because she received back injuries picking up an earring. Well, the boss is saying, well, hang on, don't blame me, you should have used a stick. We'll hear more on that throughout the show. And I'm keen this morning to get your stories of compensation. What compensation claims have you made? And be honest, will you swing in the lead a little bit? 08459 455555. The band Enter Shikari will walk on to a clip of a Gary Glitter song when they headline the Hatfield Forum tonight. Should there be a stigma associated with his work? What do you think? Great songs, horrible man... But do we airbrush him from history because of his crimes? And more importantly, do I play a Gary Glitter song later on in the show? I love you, love me, love. It's the one I'm considering. It's a cracking song. Lots of ways to get in touch. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or, this is my preferred way, 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. A manager is suing her employers for more than £1 million because she received back injuries at work, picking up an earring. Safa Pate now has no feeling in her left leg and foot after the incident at the High Wycombe branch of House of Fraser. Well, our reporter, Serena Farrow, has been there this morning. Morning, Serena. What happened? Well, Safa, who works at Coast in the department store, dropped the earring and had to then bend down to get it from under a display. However, it landed too far in from the edge, so as she moved the display unit, she heard a clicking noise and felt her back give way. She says she experienced increasing levels of pain over the course of the day, and when it became unbearable, she had to leave work and then go to hospital for treatment. She says she then underwent a, what's called a spinal fusion operation and has not been able to work since the accident, which happened back in January 2009. What are are her lawyers saying about this? Well, they say she suffered irreparable injuries that left her in unbearable pain. However, the company denies any wrongdoing and say Mrs Pate should have used the stick in order to retrieve the dropped earring, arguing she was the author of her own misfortune. Mrs Pate's barrister, Caroline McCorgan, said a client dropped the earring on the floor during a stock take. And how is Safa doing since the incident, Serena? Well, she says she has no feeling in the left leg at all and neither in her foot and claims she hasn't been able, as we've just said, to, to work for about, well, four years now getting on. And what's happening now? So Caroline Allen, who's the barrister for Coast Fashions Limited, said Mrs Pate was making a large damages claim in excess of £1 million. So the case is expected to be heard by Judge Richard Seymour QC in November. And you've been speaking to people in High Wycombe this morning, Serena. What have they been saying? Most of them disagree with her, and here's what they've been saying. I think she's wrong. Would you think she should try and claim at all? Well, she can try, but I don't think she'll get very far. Um, yeah, it's her earring, and she dropped dropped it on the floor. She moved the you know moved the thingy. We were talking about it at home actually, and it's just like pathetic. So everybody at home pretty much all in agreement. Yeah, definitely. It's not an accident at work. I think sometimes people have to take responsibility for their own actions. Yeah. And I think probably a million pounds is a little bit excessive. I think probably make, make a claim, but I think for something that's reasonable. Yeah. But it depends on the extent of the injuries, I suppose. I suppose you've got to weigh up, would she, weigh, would she earn a million pounds if she would continue to work? 
Have you yourself made any claims? Do you know anybody that's made big claims? No, I'm not into the claim culture, I'm afraid. Um, I think there is certainly a perception that that's uh, an issue. Um, and obviously, if the company decides they've not done anything wrong, then they should probably fight it. And do you think that sometimes there are companies that do have a raw deal? I mean, here we are thinking, poor woman, she's not been able to work for about four years it is now since it happened, which is why she's saying a million pounds. But I suppose looking from the company's point of view, do you think, yeah, that they should fight a bit more? Well, the important thing is the company does everything they can to manage the risks that, that, that they can manage. You know, accidents will happen. As long as the company's done everything they can reasonably to, 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 to manage those, then you know, that's probably all that can be expected of them. Yeah. I'm fairly, fairly fed up of receiving text messages telling me to claim for injuries and things like that as well. That's uh, uh, unnecessary and probably encourages the culture. Well, what do you think? I, I, I'm keen to hear your compensation claim stories this morning. Have you, um, and we do, we all get those texts, don't we? We say, oh, you've been in an injury. We'll sort that out. If you don't know, when no fear, although that's all changed, of course, in the recent times. But what do you think about this? What's been your biggest compensation claim? And let's be honest, if someone said to us, I think you could get a few quid for that sprain wrist. Oh, you've damaged your knee. That's got to be worth five grand. We probably would, wouldn't we? Oh eight four five nine five double five. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Joe from Letchworth. Joe, you're a health and safety advisor. Is that right? That is right. I'm, I'm afraid so, Ian. Uh, te- uh, technical and safety advisor, yeah. When you hear something like, like this story, a woman suing her employer for a million pounds because she hurt her back picking up an earring, d- 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 is there a case in something like this? Uh, th- well, this is the thing, Ian, right? If, she's, if she hasn't been trained at work and if, uh, if her employer hasn't done what they call as reasonably practical uh, steps to look after her safety and her welfare at work, she has got a case. But seriously, a million quid, that is just, Ian, that is just greed beyond greed. Well, the million pounds, I think, in these things is always a little bit of uh, uh, posturing, isn't it? it? It won't be anything like a million quid, but like, what, what, five grand, ten grand, something like that? If that, do you, do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, Ian, all, all her solicitor is trying to do is just tell her company, oh, you know, stand up, pay attention, because, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to try and get you for everything we can. But, Joe, when you talk talk about training, and just moving away from this, this, this lady slightly, when you talk about training, what, surely common sense come in, comes in, into practice. If you drop something on the floor and it's under a shelf, you think, oh, can I reach that? might be tricky. Should I pull out the shelf? No, I'll get, I'll get a stick or I'll leave it. Common sense needs to prevail, doesn't it? Well, that's those two words, mate. In common sense, right? You're not born with it. You have to, you have to earn it, and you learn it as you get older. Common sense is a mixture of knowledge and your experience. You add those two together, and that that's your common sense. Without that, there is no common sense. And you know, people say, "Oh, yeah, it is common sense." But people don't use it in, and it, common sense is so rare, it should be classed as a superpower. Joe from Letchworth, thank you very much indeed. Oh, wait, oh Joe, before you go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what's kind of the biggest payout you've been involved with, or you've seen uh, happen? Uh, 20 quid I was involved in. I, 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 I fell over, uh-huh. and I, I broke my trainers, and the, the, the council said, we'll give you 20 quid um, for my trainers, and I went, I'm happy with that. I said, I don't want any money from the injury. Just pay for my trainers, and I'm happy with that. 20 that quid was... trainers? What were you wearing? Dunlops or something? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm almost the same age as you. Don't knock the golas, mate. <laughs> 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 I never knock the golas. Joe from Letchworth, thank you very much. Indeed. A lot of these things, it, it is common sense, isn't it? Can you sue for your own lack of common sense? 
08459 455 555. I'm keen to hear your uh, your compensation stories this morning. What's the, can we find the biggest payout that a listener to BBC Three Counties Radio has received for an injury at work? 08459 455 555. If you have a quick look at the rest of the front pages of the newspapers, and I've had to turn the front page of the Times over because it's hideous. It's, it's been kind of staring up at me, and it's, um, it's, it's hideous. It's meant to be hideous. Revealed tragic victims of Syria's nerve gas war. Uh, and there's a photograph of uh, a young uh, man, I think it is, uh, who's obviously suffering. The eye, his eyes are rolled up in his head, and his face is covered... Uh, well, he's frothing at the mouth, basically. And the film shot by medical staff shows a man frothing at the mouth in hospital after trying to help a neighbour. Doctors believe they were victims of a nerve gas attack on April the 13th. Um, and it really is. Uh, it's a very, very unpleasant picture and an unpleasant development in that situation over there. The Daily Mail raped by anarchist in St Paul's protest camp tent. Leader of anti-capitalists attacked me twice in shadow of cathedral, woman tells court. And um, next to a story about an alleged rape, they have a picture of Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow not wearing very many clothes. Oh look, the Daily Express! There's Gwyneth Paltrow's side bum again. Don't quite know what that means. Um, world's most beautiful woman, Gwyneth, is very cheeky. That means we can see a bit of buttock. Is she really... Where was this... Where was she voted the world's most beautiful woman? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow shows clearly why she's just been voted the most beautiful woman in the world. Fans were even left wondering if the sliding door star had forgotten her underwear. She looked in the best shape of her life at 40... I'm trying to find out... um, Oh, but the look which won her that world's most beautiful tag from People magazine does not come easy. Gwyneth Paltrow, the world's most beautiful woman. You see better looking girls than that at the bus stop. You do. I mean, really. I mean, listen, she's lovely looking. She's too skinny for me. Too skinny for me, first of all. Um, and she's got fantastic... T- I mean, she's good-looking. I'm not, I'm not saying she's a munter at all. She's a good-looking woman. She is. But the world's most beautiful woman... 08459 455 555. Who would you say? Is, I'm trying to think who the world's most beautiful woman is. Sarah Beanie? From pro- the, the pregnant lady from Property Ladder? Is she the world's most beautiful... My, uh, uh, my wife, obviously. Sarah Beanie, who, who is the world's most beautiful woman? I'm trying to have a think. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Maybe you can suggest some people. 81333. Start your text 3CR. The, days, uh, the Daily Express also say uh, that house prices to rise... Te- te- house prices to rise £10,000. Biggest increase for three years. The Sun... Dan's all bust up. Pub crawl rugby ace flattened by a uh, bus. Battered rugby star Dan... I've no idea who this man is. He was drunk. He'd been on a six-hour bender and he walked in front of a bus. Oh, well. Um, and Mrs T's £3.6 million funeral. Um, Lady Thatcher funeral cost £3.6 million. Uh, that is a third of the £10 million reported, then pounced on by critics of the film. We said £10 million, so happy to clarify. <clears throat> it was £3.6 million. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Catherine Boyle is suggesting that she's the world's most beautiful. <laughs> give that woman her own show. She really is... Uh, Really is uh, really real, real character there, Catherine Boyle. Great fun. Travel news now. Alan Cowie. Beds, hearts, and bucks. Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Yeah, not too much to report on the roads right now. We've got uh, some short delays on the anti-clockwise M25 between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 at uh, Watford. Kingswood, the A41, there's roadworks at uh, Grendon Road. And uh, roadworks are supposed to start today in Stevenage on Verity Way. That's at uh, Fairlands, just for uh, Fairlands Way, and that's for the next uh, couple of days. Now, to the trains, we've got uh, delays on the Bedford to Brighton line. That's uh, First Capital Connect. They're running with delays of anything up to an hour and a half. It was after a problem at a signalling box in the Crawley area at uh, Three Bridges. There was a, a fire alarm. The line is open, so trains are back on their normal routes, but there are long delays, of, as I said, up to an hour and a half between Bedford and Brighton. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alan, thank you very much. <laughs> Morning, 7.16, it's Friday the 26th of April, I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A concession manager at a Wickham department store is suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back picking up an earring. A con man from Bedford who tricked elderly and vulnerable people all over the world into sending him millions of pounds is due for sentencing later. In sports, trainer Mahmoud Al-Zaruni is beginning an eight-year ban from racing this morning for his role in the Godolphin doping scandal. Weather now, beds, hearts and bucks, cloudy and wet with a top temperature of 12 degrees. Coming up, tonight, the band Enter Shikari will walk on to a clip of a Gary Glitter tune when they headline the Hatfield Forum. Well, should there be a stigma associated with his work? And do we play a Gary Glitter song on this show? Text 81333, start your message 3CR. Don't just give us a yes or no. Do um, do give me your reasons. You can give me a call as well, 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tonight, Watford continue their push for automatic promotion against Leicester. With just two games left, the Hornets need maximum points to stand any chance of overtaking Hull. Tough game, I know, but uh, we are a team that can do crazy things. With full live commentary on this crucial game in Three County Sport. Gets a shot in, finds the bottom corner, and that's the goal that Watford have been so desperate for. Leicester versus Watford, tonight from 7 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tonight, the St Albans band Enter Shikari will perform at the Forum in Hertfordshire. As part of their show, they walk on stage to a snippet of a Gary Glitter track. There were rumours that the Forum may drop them for, from the lineup because of this. Well, Gary Glitter has been convicted of downloading child pornography. This kind of got us talking in the office yesterday. Should we really write his music out of history? Should there be a stigma associated with his work? Well, we sent our reporter Sophie Solaria out to find out what you think. Yeah, it's good music he played, yeah. Very good music, yeah. Would it be appropriate to still play that music in a concert? Yeah, why not? So, would you listen to Gary Glitter? No. No. Why is that? Because he still gets royalties, doesn't he? And I don't think he deserves it. No. So, you're, you're actually you've taking a moral yeah. standpoint. If it was played at the start of a concert you were at... How would that make you feel? I wouldn't leave. I just want to go to the bar. So you'd, you'd essentially leave and go to the bar? Yeah. I definitely. wouldn't even know if it was a Gary Glitter. <laughs> no, I didn't even know his music. No, me neither. Didn't listen to it in the first place. But would you listen to it now? No, definitely not, no. Because of what's happened. What happens if his song was played in a concert that you were at and you didn't realise? It wouldn't bother me that much, to be honest. You just sit through it's it. It's not there, yeah. <laughs> Some comments on Twitter. Rosie says, I miss another rock and roll Christmas. There, I've said it. You do still hear that sometimes played uh, on those Christmas compilation CDs. I heard it in um, 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 Poundland at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and Ian says, you shouldn't play it because it's not very good. 
use another word there apart from the other reason. Well, 08459 455 555. What do you think? Should we play a Gary Glitter song? James Stringfellow is the guitarist in the glam rock tribute black band The Glitter Balls, who play Gary Glitter songs as part of their set. Morning, James. Morning. James, tell me about The Glitter Balls. Who's in it and what is it exactly? Uh, we've got four members. We've got uh, Daz, Den, Pat and myself. And, and we basically just try to, to bring the 70s era back to life with our, our renditions of the classics, really. Um, and, and Gary Glitter was a, a very, very big part of the, uh, the glam rock scene in the 70s. So I can't see why we should write his music off, really. So you've got a mixture of what? Mud, the sweet, a um, bit of bowling and some glitter in there? Yeah, Slade and, and uh, th- there's all sorts. Hello and it, it goes all the way back to all the basic, the, the 70s glam rock. Wh- which, which Gary Glitter songs do you play? Uh, we, we do quite a few. We do uh, the uh, Rock and Roll Part 2. We do My Gang, I Love You, Love, uh, Do You Want to Touch and Hello, Hello, I'm Back Again. And obviously for, for Christmas we are thinking of doing the uh, Rock and Roll Christmas. Now listen, I, I have been in the past, uh, uh, I was a huge Gary Glitter fan before all of this, this, this stuff came out, and those are cracking pop songs that you've listed there. Uh, we, we've mentioned it a little bit on the show this morning, and the reaction, I knew there would be a slightly negative reaction to the suggestion we play a song on, on, on this show from uh, Glitter, but it, we've had some really very, very angry people. What kind of reaction do you get when, when you play a Gary Glitter song? Uh, 99% of the time, uh, we, we just get the reaction that we actually want uh, people just to get up and dance along and sing along to the songs. Uh, generally, if uh, the the 0.1% that, that do complain are, um, are probably too young to remember that era anyway. Mm. Uh, they, ju- they just go along with the stigma that's attached to it, really. So has anybody come up to you? Has it, have you had it, ever played a gig and some drunk blokes come up to you and said, Oi! Oi! Stop playing Gad! Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, what do you, how yeah. do you react we, to that, James? What do you say? We've had that. It, it, well, a good song's a good song, and you can't, you can't delete it completely from history just because of, of what he's done. Uh, you know, I don't condone what he's done, but the music that he wrote in the 70s was brilliant music. I know that um, uh, uh, other radio stations, including Radio 2, have faced criticism for doing documentaries about 70s glam rock and not mentioning Gary Glitter at all. Is it right that we airbrush history in this way, James? No, not at all. I, I don't think so. No, I mean, you know, do you turn around and say, well, we can't buy German cars because of what happened during the war? No, you, you can't rewrite history at all. Um, it, it's it's the it's happened, uh, and we've got to face it and deal with it. Basically, uh, it, it, James, if, if uh, people want to get in touch with the Glitterballs and book you for a party, where can they go? They can go to www.glitterballslive.co.uk. Excellent stuff, James. Thank you very much indeed, James Stringfellow from uh, the Glitterballs. Well, what do you think, dear listener? Do you... I do want to play a Gary Glitter song this morning. I'm not going to play it if most of you say no, and most of you have said no so far. We've only had a couple of people saying yes. Do we airbrush history? Do we re- It's like those uh, the, the cover of Abbey Road. You know Abbey Road, the Beatles um, um, album? One of the Beatles' best albums. It's got um, them walking across the zebra crossing. Paul McCartney's smoking a fag. Uh, posters of that, um, and I believe some covers of that, were airbrushed so the cigarette was taken out of the picture. Slightly different thing, but it's in the same vein. We can't rewrite history, can we? We can't ignore the artistic contribution that Gary Glitter made to the 70s. He was huge. Huge in the 70s. Huge. Well, he was big in the 80s. He had a big comeback in the 80s and late 80s, early 90s. He was massive. He played Wembley Arena every Christmas with his gang show. A massive contribution to, uh, to popular culture. Do we completely ignore it and completely rewrite it? 
08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Genuinely keen to get your, your views on this. I, I would love to play a Gary Glitter song on, on the radio this morning because I think the songs are great. But I'm not going to play it to be controversial and shocking. I just think it's time that we had a, a, a grown-up debate about this and we tried to put the emotion behind us put it that to one side and discuss is it something that we want to do 08459 455 555 is the phone number you can also send me a text 81333 start your text 3cr or you can go to facebook.com forward slash bbc 3cr call 08459 We've also been talking uh, about this lady that's suing her uh, employer for a million pounds because of an injury uh, that she uh, claims she sustained when she bent down to pick up an earring. Put her back out. Couldn't work for four years. I'll have a million quid, please. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, This morning, I want to hear your compensation stories. Can we find the biggest compo claim in the three counties area? Uh, uh, and, And what was it for? And were you making that claim... Being a little bit cheeky, thinking, oh, yeah, I could get a few grand for this. I might get a couple of hundred quid for this uh, broken finger because of uh, what I did. Or did you genuinely believe you were entitled to it? On the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR, Colin Craigie says, should have used a stick or her brain. Ruth says, pathetic. What is this world coming to? And Tammy says, it's quite a long one, Tammy, so I shall sub this down, but thank you. Uh, I worked in the occupational health department of a large engineering company and spent a lot of time going through files of people who were making compensation claims. The thing that stood out most was that many, if not all these people, were being represented by no-win, no-fee lawyers. And it was frustrating dealing with these cases. In many instances, claims were and are frivolous. But the lawyers dragged these cases out for years, knowing that many companies will settle because it's cheaper to do that than let the case drag on. In many cases, these claims would have collapsed had they come to court, but they rarely get that far. It's simply cheaper to settle them in the early stages. This woman may not get her £1 million, but it'll be far cheaper for the company to pay her off with a few grand than it will be to let her carry on for years until it finally gets to court. As usual, the only real winners are the lawyers. Years ago... I also did some work for a a consultant orthopaedic surgeon who did medical examinations for insurance companies. A phrase he'd often use at the end of the report was, I feel sure that this patient's symptoms will improve dramatically once this case is settled. Well, what do you think? Have you um, put in a compensation claim for something that happened at work? How big was it? And was it because you thought, man, I feel cheated? I deserve something here because I've been slighted by this company. They've um, put me in a dangerous position and I deserve some compensation. Or was it because you saw an advert for a no-win, no-fee lawyer on telly? You thought, hey, I might um, just give them a call and see if I can get a few quid out of this. I might have a little look-see and see what can happen. Or maybe one of your mates down the pub said, oh, you, I see you've sprained your wrist. Did you, what happened in the workplace? That's 750 quid, that is, straight away. Go on, get, get yourself a lawyer. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Can we find, in Beds, Hearts and Bucks this morning, the biggest compensation claim? What's the biggest we've got, we've, we've got in the area? Did you make it, and, and did you feel justified in making it? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. 
Justin Bieber's been in a drugs bust. Well, I say Justin Bieber, hold your horses, litigious pop star. Let's turn to page nine. The front of the sun says, Bieber bust, drug bust. Oh, that's a fun thing to say, isn't it? Bieber bust, drug bust. We go to page nine. We believe you have drugs on your bus, not to mention a stun gun. Drugs and a stun gun were found on Justin Bieber's tour bus minutes after it dropped the teen idol at a concert. It emerged yesterday. A local newspaper reported people running around screaming, no weed, and oops, the stash. Um, And then there's, what what I find more, pop star may or may not have done drugs. (gasps) Gosh, wowzers. Who'd have thunk it? What I find more amazing is the picture of him and his young friend, both in matching onesies. Matching onesies. Um, doing a ridiculous dance. Have you seen them? Go to page nine. We'll go to, we'll go to, uh, to Phil from St Albans a little bit later on. We won't have time to do it before the news now. But, uh, uh, Phil, we'll come to you in a second, uh, in a couple of minutes. If you can just be patient. Thank you very much. What I find ridiculous is that him and his mate are wearing matching onesies. They look ridiculous. His is bright red, and the other fella's bright white, and they're doing the, the campus dance between hotel and tour bus possible. I don't, I, I'm not meant to get Justin Bieber, because I'm not a 13-year-old schoolgirl. It's, it's not in my genes, but he's an idiot, isn't he? I nearly said something stronger. I was weighing up whether I could call him um, that, and I, 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 I probably can't. He's an idiot. He's not that good looking. He's got a ridiculous haircut, got far too many tattoos, and he wears a red onesie. The red onesie is the final nail in his coffin for me. Deary me. Right, enough of a rant about Bieber. Let's go to the travel news with Alan Cowie. Beds, hearts, and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, on the trains, we've got uh, delays of up to uh, an hour and ten minutes now on the Bedford to Brighton line. That's uh, First Capital Connect uh, running with delays. The line uh, is fully open. There was a a fire alarm at a signalling box in the Crawley area uh, earlier on. So First Capital Connect delays of up to an hour and ten minutes, Bedford to Brighton. The uh, road's looking okay, not too much to report. So we've just got short delays on the anti-clockwise M25 between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 at Watford. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alan, thank you very much. 7.30, let's get the news and sport now with Catherine Boyle. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. The headlines, a concession manager at a Wickham department store is suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back picking up an earring. Thameslink passengers are being warned to expect delays and cancellations this morning due to problems at the London to Brighton stretch. And a con man from Bedford who tricked elderly and vulnerable people all over the world into sending him millions of pounds is due for sentencing later. Beds, Hearts and Bucks Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Rafa Benitez and Chelsea are 90 minutes away from the Europa League final. David Luiz scored an injury time free kick to score a 2-1 win in their semi-final first leg at Basel. Meanwhile, Watford are at Leicester in the Championship tonight. A win for the Hornets would put them within a point of Hull who occupy the final automatic promotion position. Watford are likely to field a similar team to the one that won last weekend. And manager Gianfranco Zola said there could still be twists and turns at the top of the table. There's, there's the championship. You know, we know that there are no easy games for us, not for uh, for all. So we know that it's going to be like this until the end. So I, I'm not going to be surprised if I see other uh, twists, twists and turns. 
The Stevenage manager Graham Wesley believes the MK Dons boss Carl Robinson will learn from the comments he made about Borough earlier in the season. Following the sacking of Stevenage's Gary Smith, the Dons boss called the decision a shambles. The two clubs are set to play each other on Saturday and Wesley, who took over from Smith, said Robinson was disrespectful. Listen, I don't care what uh, Carl or anybody else uh, says. Um, I'm sure that uh, he's probably more embarrassed than anybody about what he said, but he's a young manager and uh, he'll learn given time. It's silly to get involved in what uh, other clubs are or aren't doing. To start talking about you know, a, a board of directors um, in the way in which he did was, was disrespectful, there's no question about that. And uh, I'm sure that it's not the type of mistake he'd make again. Wickham Wanderers play their final match of the season at home to Port Vale. It'll be the player manager Gareth Ainsworth's last match as a player and his 600th appearance. And he said he'll be missing being out on the pitch. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at eight o'clock. We're talking a little bit about the compensation. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, your dad's friend um, put in a claim, did he? Yeah. What happened? Bad Trev. Well, what's he- his, Sorry, what's his name? Trev. Trev, OK. Bad Trev. Bad Trev, yes. Trev uh, received a cold call. And from a nice young lady who asked him how he was and then asked whether he had an accident recently that could be construed as his boss's fault. He said, absolutely. She said, oh, really? He said, yeah, it was due to the sheer recklessness of of my boss and uh, definitely his fault. So 20 minutes went by. She started filling out the forms, getting very excited. And then he revealed he was his own boss. Oh, bad Trev! He was bored. He works at home. (laughs) Everybody at home. (laughs) Where's Yuri Geller gone? Hang on a second. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up in the next 30 minutes, we'll be talking about Thameslink disruption. We could be talking about Uri Geller and lots of other things as well. We heard a little sneaky peek of Uri Geller there. He was on the show yesterday. He was getting your watches to work. Well, did anybody's watch work? We'll find out more in a little bit. Um, 08459 455 555. If you were listening yesterday when Geller was on and uh, he was uh, getting all of us to shout work at our broken watches. Did it have a, any effect? 08459 455 555. Gary Glitter. Do we play him, yes or no? Big dispute, big discussion. Do we airbrush the gentleman from history? Phil is from St Albans. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm OK, thank you. I'm looking forward to the weekend because I'm allowed... I'm, I'm being given a Sunday off uh, the weekend. My wife is taking the kids out and I'm allowed to stay at home and do what I want. I'm very excited. Oh, superb. I'm going to watch yeah. DVDs and play video games. Anyway, Phil, what, what, what's your take on Glitter? Well, I think you should play it. Why is that? Okay. Why? Um, because he wasn't the only person who made the record. There were lots of other people involved, and uh, I don't think they should be punished for his crimes. I mean, I don't think it would even be an issue if it was the drummer in the glitter band or the bass player. There wouldn't be an issue at all. Uh, you're right. There, there is the argument that he, um, uh, and I can't quite verify this one way or the other, but that, that he might receive some form of royalties from us paying it. It would be about five pence or something. But do we really want money going into his pocket? Yeah, but to deny the other people who were involved in making the, the record their five pences uh, throughout, I mean, is that really fair? Either? I mean, also, you can go, I mean, how far does it go? If you look at, like, for example, Phil Spector, I mean, he's a convicted murderer, is he not? And he produced some of the greatest music of, like, the 50s and 60s. And do we all stop listening to that all of a sudden? Phil, you make a good point. I, I, I don't know if it was... Mur- I think it may have been manslaughter or murder two or whatever they call it in the United States. But, yes, he did. He was convicted of shooting uh, a, a waitress in the face. And killing her. He made some brilliant records. Do, do, do we never listen to River Deep Mountain High again? You lost that loving feeling. <clears throat> Are we a little bit selective in our choices of, of uh, which musical heroes or musical stars we uh, erase from history and those that we keep? Esther's from Luton. Esther, what do you make on this glitter thing? 
I think um, it was a dirty little man. Um, I feel for the victims, and you know they make uh, money out of each time their music is played. If you do play music that is his, I think the money should go to the victims. Uh, you, you know that there is, we have no choice as to where the money goes when we play a song. It does, I, I appreciate totally what you're saying, um, that, that we have no control where those royalties go. I think there should be control over it now, because of everything that's coming out, you know, it's, it's not the victim's fault, and they have been hurt, and I just don't think it's right that that money goes back into his pocket. He should be made to pay for what he did. Well, some would say he's been paid for it. Uh, he's paid for it in as much as he spent time in prison in Britain for downloading uh, child pornography. He spent time in prison, I think, in Cambodia. I think it was two or three years he spent there. And it, it, essentially, he can't ever work ever again, can he? So some might argue that, that that's payment. He has paid for his crimes. The thing is, he may have paid for it like that, but the victims, they'll always have that in their minds. Mm. They will never get over it. Why should he? Why should he have to... You know, he's, he's going to have to cope this for the rest of his life, and rightly so. It was horrible what he did. Of course, horrible. it was. Yeah, and and when we're not in any way suggesting that that you know we're not in any way condoning his uh, his behaviour by having this discussion. Hmm. Esther, thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, yesterday on the programme, for some reason that's beyond me now, we got talking about watches. We even got Uri Geller on. I wanted him to try some of his stopping time fixing watches, watches magic malarkey live on air. He reckons he can stop Big Ben. He reckons he can make watches work again. Well, this is what happened. Everybody at home, yes. listen to me carefully. Here we go. If you have a broken watch yeah. or a broken clock, yes. broken timepiece, anything broken in your home, bring it right now wow. to the radio set. We'll give you about a minute yeah. and a half to do it. Go and get it. And go and get all your broken watches. Now, let, let's, we, you and I, uh, Ian, let's yes. chat for about a minute and okay, a half. Yeah. And when your listeners... We'll come back. I will run a one-minute exercise with them, which will blow your mind because you're going to have dozens and dozens of people calling you up, telling you that their broken watches came alive and started ticking. Well, Uri, we've got two minutes left, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the the, the callers, if this does work, send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, and we will follow this up on tomorrow's show and discuss this. Now, Uri, we're going to their watches and clocks now, right? Okay, this is the exercise. Give me 30 seconds. Away you go. I want you all at home to wind the watches up. If if you're driving in a car and you have something, a broken component, focus on it. Wind your broken watches up, hold them in your hands, and together with me, I know this sounds... I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but you you do it with me. Uh, when I shout one, two, three, you all shout the word work. Are Sh- you are you ready? Work. We're shouting Ian? work. Okay. Yes. One, two, three. Work. I, I didn't hear you shout it. Come on. I didn't shout it. Let's go. Let's go. One, two, three. Work. And one one more time. One, two, three. Work. Now, everyone at home, look at the watches. Open your hands. Do you, do you see if you have a second hand? Is it moving? If you don't have a second hand, lift the watch or the yeah. clock to your ears. Is it ticking? If it is working now, please make sure that Ian knows everything that happened to you by email. If nothing happened to you, don't be disappointed because it doesn't happen all the time. No. It doesn't happen to everyone. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen to everyone. That was Uri Geller on yesterday's show on one of the rare occasions when he got my name right. I love Uri Geller. He's, he's bonkers and he's a gentleman and he's a star. Well, we did say 
get in touch with me if you'll watch work, thinking, <laughs> we won't get nobody getting in touch with us. Well, Jules, Jules e- emailed me almost immediately. It worked! I ran and grabbed my dad's old watch, and it worked on the first shout. I'm amazed. More of this magic stuff, please. Well, that was one email we've got. We've now got Angela from Stevenage on the line. Good morning, Angela. Morning, Angela, Ian. did it work for you? Yes, it did. Did I it? I was amazed, yeah. Tell me what happened. I've got um, a wind-up watch that was my aunt's, my elderly aunt's, and it hasn't worked for about a year, so I nipped upstairs, got it, came down, and I, I didn't shout. I sort of whispered work because i had the french doors open because it was a nice morning i didn't want the neighbors to think i'd gone bonkers yes but um and i left it there for a little and i noticed that it was working and it's still working although intermittently and i think it's because i didn't shout loud enough (laughs) oh angela (laughs) you didn't but that's amazing it is yeah Were you convinced of Geller's powers before this? uh... Well, I can remember, I'm old enough to remember when he first became famous and he was on the television. I would sit with a spoon in my hand trying to bend it when he was on the TV and nothing ever happened. So I thought, well, it's worth a try. And and it did, it worked. So it worked for an hour from nine until ten. So I thought, okay, I'll wear it when I take the dog for a walk. And it stopped as soon as I wore it. So when I got home, I took it off corrected the time and it's worked again during the night i checked it and it stopped or when i woke up i checked it it stopped at half past one so i reset it and it's now working fine but you but you think that maybe it's it's intermittent because you didn't shout loud I enough think that's possibly the case are, yes. are you are you able to shout now are you in a position where you could could shout and not disturb your neighbors um i'd rather not dogs <laughs> asleep <laughs> We don't, we don't want to wake the dog up, do no, we? No, Did you, I, I have seen... I've met Uri Geller a few yes. times, and I have seen him um, uh, bend a spoon in front of me. He bent a spoon for me. It is... It's amazing, It is it? amazing. I, it's got to be a magic trick. It's got to be a trick, like a card oh, trick. the other thing, Ian, is it was a full moon yesterday, so oh. maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe the psychic powers were yes, a little bit... maybe uh, it increased his powers over the airwaves. Uh, Angela? But it's still working, so Fantastic. what can I say? Except I can't wear it, but I can look at it. So. <laughs> Angela, thank you very much indeed. Angela from Stevenage, if you... Ha- well, I'm surprised. I'm impressed. If you had any... Um, uh, luck with uh, your watches working do give me a call 08459 455 555 or email ian.lee at bbc.co.uk for years i had a signed uri geller bent spoon on um, on my tv i don't know where that is now i think i lost it it was great seeing him bend the spoon it's got to be a magic trick hasn't it it's got to be but it's amazing it's an incredible thing to see he holds it and nothing happens and then he just rubs it and he starts shaking and it goes wobbly it is an amazing thing. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, there is major disruption on the Thameslink line this morning. No trains operating between Brighton and London. Well, Larry Heyman is from First Capital Connect. Good morning, Larry. Hello, good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you, Larry. Uh, what's happening this morning? Right, well, it's fortunately, there is a little bit of better news since uh, I spoke to your colleague earlier, insofar as the Area Signalling Centre, which is at Three Bridges, just south of Gatwick, uh, the fire alarms went off um, shortly after um, around 6 o'clock this morning, and the centre was evacuated, and they 
uh, of signalers that cover the whole route between Brighton and East Croydon, effectively. So none of our trains, or anybody else's trains for that matter, were coming out of Brighton and heading towards London and Bedford. Um, and uh, as you can imagine, many of the services that we run in the morning peak are those that have actually come from Brighton and are then going back down again. So um, we had a issue where we had to arrange to change to turn our trains coming from Bedford and Luton in central London to get them back towards Bedford again. Um, and we still have quite a few delays and cancellations this morning. So where, where are the problems? Where, where are the delays and the cancellations, Larry? Right. We, uh, just to give you an example, we've, we've had to cancel um, a number of services that were running to Brighton because the rolling stop we would have used never got to us from Brighton this morning to turn it round. And we have uh, a couple of delays. Um, I'm just looking at the St. Albans screens at the moment. Um, and uh, we've got one delay of eight minutes, another delay of 13 minutes, um, and uh, uh, a few additional cancellations. We're going to be able to get everybody into London, but I'd just like to ask for people's patience this morning uh, with our apologies for the fact that it's not as smooth as we would like it to be. So there are trains running. Uh, it, it just might take a little bit longer than, than perhaps normal, so allow a little bit of extra time. When do you hope to have everything back up to normal, Larry? We should have everything back to normal by around about uh, 12 noon this, uh, this uh, afternoon. Larry Heyman from First Capital Connect, thank you very much indeed. If you want to give us a call this morning, 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alan Cowie. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, not uh, too much to add to that, really, but uh, just for the uh, benefit of people just joining us for the travel, just to recap that again, uh, First Capital Connect running with uh, delays of up to uh, an hour and uh, hour and ten minutes between uh, Bedford and uh, Brighton. There was a fire alarm at a signalling box at uh, Three Bridges in the Crawley area uh, first thing this morning. The line open, trains able to run. There may be delays and uh, cancellations until uh, 12 o'clock this uh, lunchtime. We've got uh, no major issues, though, for the roads. The M25... Slow clockwise, Junction 23 South Mims, that's towards the roadworks section. Anti-clockwise, it's heavy from Junction 17 Maple Cross to Junction 15, which is the M4. And the A1M uh, southbound, a little bit slow around Stevenage, that's Junctions 8 to 7. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alan. All right, 7.45, it's Friday the 26th of April. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A concessions manager at a Wickham department store is suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back, picking up an earring. Thameslink passengers are being warned to expect delays and cancellations this morning due to problems on the London to Brighton stretch. In sport, Liverpool striker Luis Suarez will be allowed to decide uh, whether or not he appeals against the 10-match ban given for biting Branislav Ivanovic. We can get the weather now with Elizabeth Rossini. Beds, hearts and bugs weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. Some rather disappointing weather around, I'm afraid, today. We've still got some outbreaks of rain across parts of Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, now clearing Buckinghamshire. Quite a legacy of thick cloud there, I think, um, as we head through the next couple of hours or so. And then basically we're talking sunshine and showers for the rest of the day. Now, some of these showers are going to be on the heavy side, I suspect, um, with some hail and some thunder always possible. But... 
a little bit of brightness and some sunshine in between, of course. And where we do get the best of the brightness and the sunshine, then we'll see temperatures up to 12 or 13 degrees Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit. All very disappointing, I'm afraid, compared to yesterday when we got up to, uh, what, 21 degrees, wasn't it? So, um, so yeah, somewhere along the way, we've lost a good 8 to 10 degrees Celsius. So feeling a lot cooler today, a lot less like summer, shall we say, and certainly plenty of wet weather on the cards as well. Now into this evening, some of those showers could linger on. Um, we will see some clear spells, though, and in the clear spells, temperatures possibly in the rural spots dropping below freezing, so a touch of ground frost into the day tomorrow. A very chilly start to the weekend, more sunshine and showers around tomorrow. Again, some of those showers could be quite sharp in places, highs of 11 or 12 degrees, 54 in Fahrenheit, um, a good old frosty night on Saturday into Sunday um, with um, with lots of clear skies around and light winds, so it will be a fine start to the day on Sunday, albeit a rather chilly one. Things will cloud over later on in the afternoon and eventually we'll see some outbreaks of rain. That's the forecast. Thank you very much indeed. Tackling your consumer problems. Sylvie wasn't happy with the quality of her telephone line. Kate's having problems with her leaky garage roof. The JVS Show. Five times they've not turned up for the appointment. I've still got the leak, which is obviously getting worse. Fighting for your rights. I went to speak to your telephone company and I said, look, what on earth is going on? The JVS Show. Have they managed to fix the problem with the internet? Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Well, it could not, well, it would not have happened without your intervention. If you have a consumer problem, we can do the same. Same for you. It took one phone call from yourself, whereas I've been trying for over six months. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Sorry, I was clearing my throat there. I need to do it again. <clears throat> there we go. Do it live on there. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine. Four double five five double five. We're asking today: Do we airbrush Gary Glitter from our musical history? Tempted to play a Gary Glitter song, and I, I, I think the songs are great. And most of you are agreeing the song's great, but do we do we airbrush them? Does he deserve to be played? Do we change musical history? 08459 455 555. Now, onto a slightly different note. The county council elections take place on May the 2nd. Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire will hold full elections. We might see a different balance, a balance of power this time next week. One of the parties causing waves at the moment is UKIP who are putting up in nearly every seat. Our political reporter, Paul Scoynes, has been meeting with the leaders. What's the picture of UKIP in this area, Paul? Uh, well, Ian, they've got two MEPs, one in the east, one in the south, and that's Nigel Farage, who's the leader. Haven't got any county councillors. Uh, they've got a few district councillors. So on the face of it, you wonder whether or not they've got this power base. However, nationally in the polls, they're looking around the same amount, if not higher in some polls, than the Liberal Democrats. They are fielding in all of the buck seats. They're fielding in most of the ones in Hearts. And I think it's fair to say that other parties who've spoken to me say that they do pose at least a, a, a credible minor threat, if you like, to, the, to their vote. They've often been accused uh, by some people of being a, a one policy party. Mm. Let's get out of Europe. Mm. What are their policies in relation to beds, hearts and bucks? Well, OK, I think you could probably say they're a one policy party when it comes to, to Buckinghamshire as right. well, in all honesty, and that is uh, HS2. They have really latched onto it. There are posters all over the place. I, we went over to, uh, to Aylesbury to have our debate yesterday and there were UKIP posters around the place opposing HS2. This is really the... Uh, 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 the, the big thing they're talking about. Nigel Farage, uh, the leader of UKIP, he was in Great Missenden recently, met with lots of, uh, of UKIP supporters who'd all come down there, and they were all 
opposed to the high-speed rail line. My message is HS2 really does matter to this county. Now, protest groups are fine, legal actions are fine, but there's one way you can really stop HS2, and that's to turn a county that has always been blue, turn it purple on May the 2nd, because taking votes away from people means taking power away from people, and they will have to listen and do something. Mm. But what else, though? There must be more than that. Well, I mean, they've got a national, local uh, elections policy oh, agenda, the old national locals like. so elections policy ones, agenda yes. everything goes everywhere uh, they want to resist i mean they want to resist cuts to frontline services they want to reduce salaries at county hall uh, they they highlight lots of chief executives at, at uh, local ch- county councils earning more than the prime minister uh, they want to have referendums on local large planning applications they want to get rid of wind farms and they want to install immigration controls and pull out of europe not really sure though that that's something that a county council could do but they say they start local and build national it does sound like they're hoovering up disaffected tories Mm. i think you're absolutely right there ian i I put it to him that they were the protest party these days margaret thatcher used to talk about aspiration success Uh, david cameron talks about gay marriage wind turbines and building hs2 most conservative voters in these counties don't recognize this Conservative Party as being the one they used to vote for. And many of them see UKIP as being an alternative. We're a party based on conviction. They might not agree with all of our manifesto, but at least on some of the big issues, they know what they're getting. But you're also a protest party, aren't you? Because you've been calling on them to to send a message, to send an earthquake to British politics. So uh, you're you're the new Lib Dems, aren't you, really? You're, You're asking people to register a protest vote. To some extent, on an issue like HS2, we are a protest vote. Of course we are. Uh, on the broader issues of Europe and immigration, I don't think we are a protest vote anymore. And Eastleigh was very, very interesting. And the next day, I was in the town all day. I met people saying, we've just seen on the news that we're a protest vote. No, we're not, Mr Farage. We're voting for you because you're giving us positive policy alternatives. Oh, it's Farage. I always thought it's Farage. Oh. He said Far- Farage. Did he say? Oh, yes. I've been saying Farage. The, the new Lib Dems, good line. I bet yeah. that went down well. How are they going to pay for it? <laughs> well, uh, as he said, uh, perhaps a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek, I mean, they're, they're, they are putting a huge amount of money uh, on the EU, they say. Uh, they, they, they say that it's costing us a fortune and uh, that we're spending more than we need to. Those figures, I should say, and you'll hear shortly, have been massively uh, disputed. But uh, Mr Farage says... Farage. Farage, sorry. Farage? Yeah. Says it's all about bur- bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Thanks. If we stop the wind farm project right now, we will save the country and consumers tens of billions of pounds between now and 2020. So that, that's one where you finish up with a massive net cost. Now, you're right. We can't fund everything in this country just by leaving the EU, although saving 50-odd million pounds a day, which is our gross contribution, would be a very good start. Our argument is that the biggest disease that we've got in Britain is the disease of bureaucracy. Those employed in the public sector under the Blair years increased by nearly one million. That was not on the front lines. That wasn't huge numbers of new nurses or policemen or firemen. It was the huge growth in middle management and bureaucracy. And that's where the cuts need to come. What did the other parties say, Paul? Well, I I mean, you talk to Conservatives, they say that I think they do admit that they might take up some seats. I mean, the the Labour Party perhaps have said, well, you know, they're not so much of a threat to us. Um, 
Lib Dems, I spoke yesterday to the Deputy Prime Minister, he was in Watford and he was doing a, an election tour. Uh, and I put that question about the, the figure that Nigel Farage just said there, uh, £53 million a day, um, because I've done a little research on that and I think that's, that's high. And I've said, them, I've said to UKIP, come on, show me those figures. And not many, to be fair, not many UKIP <laughs> spokespeople can actually define to me exactly where that £53 million is. But anyway, this is what Nick Clegg said. Oh, well, they're, they're completely bogus figures and they... they, they they, you know, they, they just concoct these back of the envelope, back of the fag packet uh, uh, figures, which don't actually show what the huge benefits are. For instance, of having three million jobs in the United Kingdom, in one way or another, related to the fact that we can export things that are that are manufactured here in in Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire. Well, there we go. Just to go off onto a slight tangent, I know Roberto was... Was it yesterday he was having the uh, the debate? Yes, it was last night. It was last night. It was desperately feisty last well, night. Well, it was, it, I, I didn't get to hear it. I'm going to listen on iPlayer. Uh, but I saw some pictures. Big turnout last night, weren't there? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was, I mean, lots of political activists, I'll say that now. I think the party's certainly got the word around. When you say feisty, did it kick off? Oh, yeah. There were lots of people shouting. Uh, Rob had to sort of almost stand up at one point. He and all, had to almost stand up. Yeah, Gareth, Gareth, our uh, our sort of man with the microphone roving around the uh, the church hall, yeah. was having to sort of wave at people, telling them to not shout into the mic so loudly, wow. and including some of the members of the panel who were shouting quite loudly. Into now the there, there were rumours yesterday that this might have to be no, cancelled. Eargate. What exactly happened? Well, we <laughs> we booked the uh, the hall some weeks ago, uh, yes. the big church in Central St Albans. Uh, centre of uh, St Mary's Church sorry that's where I'm getting the scent from uh, in the centre of Aylesbury yes. and then yesterday at around 8.30 we got a call from our colleagues at BBC in, in Oxford saying that uh, St Mary's Church has been uh, cancelled or has been closed off by, by the, uh, the the police after a sort of rumours of, of an ear being found and, uh, and we then um, we were then sort of having to you know see what we were going to do so we put some plans in place and we met the uh you know all the different sort of groups that might stage a, an event and uh we yeah we, we ended up sort of being rescued at the last minute after the police then reopened the uh the church so it was a, it was touch and go for a moment Ian, but we were okay yeah. the gentleman we've, we've been talking about this story on uh, on the show this morning and the gentleman that found the ben, ear yeah ben i mean he's a bit of a hero he's also he picked up the ear and put it in a bag in a doggy bag i <laughs> I don't think... I mean, we don't know what, exactly what this is yet, whether it's, it's a human ear or what. It's gone to the Home Office... Well, it is a human ear. It's it, gone to the Home Office. Is it definitely office. a human ear? Yeah, yeah. It's gone to the Home Office uh, pathologist to, to, to investigate. I met Ben yesterday. I would not pick up an ear that I'd found in a graveyard and put it in a bag. I wouldn't do that. I would leave the ear there mm. and I would call the police from a safe distance. But well, it, it's an unusual um, he, he gambit. To, he had to rescue it from his, his dog's mouth. Oh. Yeah. But the police say that they've got enough to go on. So we shall see. We'll know in about two weeks, he said. Okay. well, if anybody um, sees anybody with one ear, do give us a call. 08459 Paul Scoins, excellent stuff as always. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, That's also the number to call if uh, you want to get... Gary Glitter, do we play him or do we not? The reason we're talking about this, there are rumours that a band um, enter Shikari who will be playing this evening walk on stage to uh, a Gary Glitter song uh, and there were rumours that they, they might be pulled from the gig I don't think that's actually happening but it got us talking in the office yesterday do we rewrite history uh, and ignore the uh, musical input that Gary Glitter had in the 1970s he was one of the biggest stars in the UK he was a huge rock singer and pop singer in the 70s do we ignore him 
Do we rewrite history and pretend he had no contribution to musical history? Or do we accept, well, hang on a second, the songs are good. He's just a very, very naughty man. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. I'm keen to get your views on that. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR and have your say on that as well. Send me a text. 81333, start your text 3CR. Put your name on the text, please. I always read out the texts that have got names on. If they don't have names on, then I'm afraid I'm not going to read them out. Right, let's get the travel news now. Here's Alan Cowie. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, uh, First Capital Connect running with delays of up to an hour now on the Bedford to Brighton line. It was after a fire alarm at uh, Three Bridges uh, just south of uh, Gatwick earlier on. So the line is uh, open, but uh, trains running with delays throughout the morning. Uh, expected to be back to normal by uh, lunchtime by around 12 o'clock. Uh, for the roads, not too much. Uh, M1 heavy southbound from Luton to Redbourne, junctions 10 to 9. And anticlockwise M25, short delays from uh, junction 17 Maple Cross to 15 the M4. It's going to take about 20 minutes or so, nothing unusual about that. Uh, Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alan, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lots coming up in the next hour, including... The lady who's suing her employer in High Wycombe for a million pounds because she claimed that uh, she bent over, picking up an earring, and put her back out and hasn't been able to work for four years. What's the biggest compensation claim you've ever made? Here's the news with Catherine. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's eight o'clock. The headlines, Wickham shop worker brings million-pound lawsuit, commuters warned of Thameslink disruption and royal in-laws visit Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A concession manager at a Wickham department store is suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back picking up an earring. 31-year-old Safar Pate ran the coast concession at the house of Fraser. She claims she has no feeling in her left leg and foot after dropping the item and retrieving it from under a display. Coast Fashions Limited deny any wrongdoing and suggest she should have used used a stick. Ian Lee will be talking about this more in the next hour. Thameslink passengers are being warned to expect delays and cancellations this morning after problems on the London to Brighton stretch. An incident at the signalling centre at Gatwick has interrupted the flow of trains from the south. First Capital Connect are hoping to resume normal service by noon. A con man from Bedford who tricked millions of pounds from victims from all over the world is due for sentencing later. Hendrik Menirud deliberately targeted elderly or vulnerable people, as Tony Fisher reports. The court heard that Mr Meniru ran a series of worldwide scams which persuaded people to part with their money based on bogus claims and promises. He told people they'd won large cash prizes, the opportunity to buy valuable items by paying upfront admin fees and even promised supernatural assistance for money. 49-year-old Meniru from Devon Road in Bedford was found guilty of fraud and money laundering in what's believed to be the first successful prosecution of its kind in the UK. An influential group of MPs has expressed concern that the relationship between the government and the big four accountancy firms has become unhealthily cosy, enabling tax avoidance schemes to flourish. The chair of the Commons Public Accounts Committee is Margaret Hodge. She's calling for an end to what she described as an unhealthy conflict of interest. The worst thing that we uncovered was this practice that I call poacher turned gamekeeper turned poacher. What that means is the big four accountancy firms put their experts into Treasury and HMRC 
help write the technical rules that then become new laws and then armed with that insider knowledge they go back to their companies to devise new schemes for tax avoidance. The authorities in New York have said that the men suspected of bombing the Boston Marathon had planned to detonate the rest of their explosives in Times Square. The New York Police Commissioner Ray Kelly said the surviving brother Yahad Tanayev claimed they'd spontaneously decided to target the tourist attraction. That plan, however, fell apart when they realised that the vehicle that they hijacked was low on gas and ordered the driver to stop at a nearby gas station. The driver used the opportunity to escape and call the police. A new initiative to combat lung cancer is aiming to make sure every patient with the condition in the UK is enrolled in a clinical trial. Around 35,000 people die of lung cancer each year in Britain, more than any other form of the disease. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, along with Prince Harry, are visiting Leverton Studios in Hertfordshire today. They'll be there for the official inauguration of the site by owners Warner Brothers. The weather, cloudy and wet, with a top temperature of 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 Fahrenheit. There's more news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio first for news. We're talking about compensation, Catherine. Yes. I, I'm going to sue Paul Scoynes, the political correspondent here at BBC Three Counties. Oh, really? Yeah. What's he done? Well, he's, made, he's made a cup of coffee that's so strong it's actually given me a, a migraine oh. and it's upset it's upset my stomach. Yeah, but you had a, a headache before. Oh, you've totally blown my case, Boyle. Thanks for nothing. I'd have split that 85... 15! Oh, what a loss. <laughs> Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up between now and nine o'clock, including, as we always do on a Friday, ending the show with a little bit of music. Not your usual kind of uh, band that, we, that you'd hear elsewhere. Something a little bit different, a bit unusual. Last week, we had um, Sweet Child of Mine played by Harps. I know. Oh, if you missed it, it was cracking. It was good. We've got something equally as good. Uh, this week. But before that, other bits and pieces, including a manager is suing her employers for more than £1 million because she received back injuries picking up an earring. We'll hear more about that, but also I want to hear your compensation stories. Do you think this compensation culture has gone a little bit too far? 08459 455 555. And tonight, the St Albans band Enter Shikari will perform at the Forum in Hertfordshire. As part of their show, they walk on stage to a snippet of a Gary Glitter track. It got us talking in the office. Should there be a stigma associated with his work? Can you separate Glitter from his music? Not in any way condoning the heinous crimes he committed. Horrible. But they're good pop songs. Do we close the show today with a Gary Glitter song? Text 81333, start your message with 3CR, facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr, or give me a phone call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. A manager is suing her employers for more than £1 million because she received back injuries at work, picking up an earring. Safa Pate now has no feeling in her left leg and foot after the incident at the High Wycombe branch of House of Fraser. Coast Fashions Limited denies any wrongdoing and suggested she should have used a stick. Well, our reporter Serena Farrow has been there this morning asking what you think. To blame the company for something like that when it's her folks who dropped the earring, really, yeah. is my view on that sort of thing. Exactly, because they're saying she should use a little stick to get it, but yeah. instead she just pushed it out of the way because it was a bit too far under. Yeah. So you still think, at the end of the day, it's her responsibility, her fault? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's what I would have said. <laughs> so do you think she should apply for any money at all, any compensation, or do you just think, no... 
Nej, det er jeg ses her for. Sounds outrageous. Depends how heavy the hearing is. So if it just fell out of its own accord because it didn't stay in her ear properly, then it's a design fault. Then she's probably got a bit of a case. I think she's wrong. Would you think she should try and claim at all? Well, she can try, but I don't think she'll get very far. Um, yeah, it's her earring, and she dropped dropped it on the floor. She moved the wheel, you know, moved the thingy. We were talking about it at home, actually. It's just like pathetic. So everybody at home, pretty much all in agreement. Yeah, definitely. It's not an accident at work. I think sometimes people have to take responsibility for their own actions, yeah. and I think probably a million pounds is a little bit excessive. I think probably make, make a claim, but I think for something that's reasonable. Yeah. But it depends on the extent of the injuries, I suppose. I suppose you've got to weigh up, would she weigh up, would she earn a million pounds if she would continue to work? Have you yourself made any claims? Do you know anybody that's made big claims? No, I'm not into the claim culture, I'm afraid. Um, I think there is certainly a perception that that's uh, an issue. Um, and obviously, if the company decides they've not done anything wrong, then they should probably fight it. And do you think that sometimes there are companies that do have a raw deal? I mean, here we are thinking, poor woman, she's not been able to work for about four years it is now since it happened, which is why she's saying a million pounds. But I suppose looking from the company's point of view, do you think, yeah, that they should fight a bit more? Well, the important thing is the company does everything they can to manage the risks that, that, that they can manage. You know, accidents will happen. As long as the company's done everything they can reasonably to, 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 to manage those, then... Yeah, that's probably all that can be expected of them. Yeah. I'm fairly, fairly fed up of receiving text messages telling me to claim for injuries and things like that as well. That's uh, uh, unnecessary. Probably encourages the culture. Well, that was Serena Farrow speaking to some people in High Wycombe. John Reese is the head of spinal injuries at Raverton Solicitors. Good morning, John. Good morning. It's, it's Raverton Solicitors, not Raverton. Raverton. Thank you very much indeed for correcting that. Uh, how common is a case like this? Um, not very, I would say. Um, I, I know very little about the case, say what I've just heard on your sort of vox pop there, um, but but not very common. Um, I, I deal with spinal injuries cases, um, and you're talking about a thousand spinal injuries um, incidents a year in, in the spinal injury centres around the UK, and of those, about 300 of them are likely to result in claims. And, and what what kind of things at work? What, what are people suing for? What, how do these things happen at work, and how do they blame them on their workplace? Well, spinal injuries, which is which is my area of uh, specialism, um, predominantly are happening on our roads, um, and they're the sort of air ambulance kind of things that, that you, you might see from time to time. Um, accidents at work are rarer. Um, I have um, a, a client at the moment who um, his accident at work involved. Um, a tree um, falling on him uh, at work. Branches were being lopped off and, and dropped on his on his head, uh, and he was suffered life-changing injuries. Um, but accidents at work, I mean, you know, how long is a piece of string? Accidents happen at, at work all the time in all sorts of different circumstances. Is it down to training at work, John? Can, can training avoid these problems or at least protect the employer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, risk assessment, training, good practice, common sense. She's suing for a million pounds. It, it, mm-hmm. That sounds ridiculous to me. Well, it might do, but I think the danger always in this kind of um, coverage is that we don't know the, the full story. Um, if if you take it at face value, then I agree. It, it sounds um, uh, unusual, let's say, and, and my gut reaction would be, well, justice will take its course, and, and if the um, case is not as strong as, as your your um, comments seem to suggest there, then the judge will deal with it. Um, 
But you never know. Uh, it, it's all about proving your case and proving, um, you know, on the balance of probabilities that a breach of a duty caused your accident. That's the liability side. When you start talking figures, um, then it, it's loss flowing as a result of that breach. So, for example, in the cases I deal with, um, somebody who needs care for the rest of their lives to um, attend to any kind of daily routine. You imagine if you're tetraplegic, um, you're going to need an awful lot of care forever. Um, and that, that's where these claims start uh, running into the millions of pounds. But they're, they're unusual claims of, of themselves. Do sometimes the, the, the figures kind of get ramped up in, in an attempt to scare the company into settling out of court for a much less figure, much lower figure? Um, I don't think so. I, I think you could equally say that there's, there's an agenda whereby, I mean, most of these claims will be dealt with by insurers and, and that's what you have insurance for. I mean, you, you might say that. Um, but the fact of the matter is that there seems to be an agenda that, that says, well, all compensation claims are bad and we're in the midst of this culture. But if you're actually um, in the, the, the situation where um, your life has changed because of a, a, an injury on, on all sorts of levels, um, you often see the position slightly in a, in a different light. Uh, and the fact remains as well, despite what you read in the papers, that according to the DWP, the Department of Work and Pensions, statistics that, that we see don't suggest that compensation claims are going up. Road traffic accident compensation claims are going up, and they've gone up um, since the time that insurers started selling claims um, and, and generating revenue that way. But other categories of case, um, pretty much across the board, are actually in decline. And over a sort of 30-year period, um, it, it's not... Uh, you don't see the sort of alarmist kind of rise in compensation cases, and you also see that there's an under-propensity to claim. Lots of people don't respond to these things, that these text messages that are sent to them and that irritate. Back injuries are hard to prove, aren't they? They are, because all, I've heard it said that all people's backs are degenerating from, from the moment they're born. Mm, that's a terrifying... I know mine's in a terrible state. Do you ever get anybody come into your office, John, and you think, oh, for goodness sakes, they're swinging the lead a little bit. They, they, these are chances. Uh, not not dealing what I deal with, mm. um, you know, spinal cord injuries. Yeah, of course. So, no, it's, it's clear. Um, tetraplegia, paraplegia, it's a different um, sort of situation entirely. But uh, I, I dare say that people do come along and uh, uh, um, say, well, look, this is what happened and I need to, to bring this case. But solicitors are sort of gatekeepers in all of this because they offer these no-win, no-fee agreements that are castigated. But, but let's think about that. No, no win, no fee. So this, it's incumbent on the solicitor to look into this case and work out whether he thinks there are prospects of it winning or not if he wants to have some sort of viable business. Um, if you just keep taking cases that are going to unravel, then you're not going to get very far. Um, as a business person. John Rees, uh, thank you very much indeed. Head of Spinal Injuries at Braverton Solicitors, 08459 455555. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Talking about Gary Glitter this morning, there was a, a rumour going around that a band, Enter Shikari, may be um, prohibited from performing this evening because they use uh, a little bit of a Gary Glitter music as their walk-on. And it kind of got us talking in the office about Gary Glitter's place in music history. Should he be completely ignored and overlooked? Or can you separate the, the, the man and his heinous crimes from the music? put my cards on the table. I used to be a huge Glitter fan. I've still got I've still got quite a few Gary Glitter records. I came very close to interviewing him last year. It was all very hush-hush, and I uh, was, was emailing an anonymous source, and a meeting was arranged, and then... It, it, well, it, it fell apart for two reasons. One reason is the gentleman wouldn't let me record it. He said, you can't record it. You've got to write it down. And I was a bit, well, that doesn't... 
that doesn't really help me and it doesn't leave me with any backup um and also lots of people said don't don't do it if you do it you're gonna look bad so it didn't happen in the end but i do think the songs are cracking songs lots of uh, emails and texts uh helen says i went to school in banbury with paul gad aka gary glitter i like his music so i think you should play it as a boy you would not think he is the man today he loved music with a passion um and some emails here don't see why you shouldn't play a glitter track it's not as though his music is perverted rock and roll was a great tune haven't heard it in years probably because of the stigma around him also thank uh, think you're very brave to confront this topic R- richard from upper shelton I've had a little bit of abuse on Twitter, but I'm, I'm, I'm big enough to take that. And uh, David Hitchin says, I do not condone the actions of Gary Glitter. His behaviour with regards to paedophilia are appalling. But banning his records opens up a whole new kettle of fish. Should we ban Elvis, who pursued a 15-year-old? Or Jerry Lee Lewis, who married a 14-year-old? She was 13, actually. It was his 13-year-old cousin. Yeah, I know. Or any film by Roman Polanski, whose Macbeth is reg- regularly shown as part of a GCSE course. I think he had sex with a, was it with a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old. Still can't go back to America. Then where do we stop? If we were to ban any rock band who took drugs, then we would have a limited choice. The moral and ethic debate is a complex one for which I have no answers. I'll be honest, the, the majority of people are saying don't play. Don't play Gary Glitter, which is a shame. I was going to play I Love You, Love Me, Love, but um, you seem to be coming down on the side of not. 08459 455 555. Someone raised the good point of Phil Spector. He shot a woman in the face and killed her a couple of years ago. Went to prison for it. Do we not listen to, to um, uh, You've Lost That Loving Feeling anymore? Or um, the Phil Spector Christmas album? Or River Deep Mountain High? 08459 455 555. 815, Travel News, Alan Cowie. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, on the trains, we've got uh, delays of up to an hour to First Capital Connect trains between Bedford and Brighton. It was after a fire alarm at a signalling box at Three Bridges, just uh, south of uh, Gatwick. Earlier on, the line is open, but uh, there are delays and some trains may be cancelled and disruption expected until up to uh, 12 o'clock this uh, lunchtime. As for the roads, uh, not too much going on. Just want to round up the, uh, the motorways, uh, the congestion will the southbound uh, M1, slow from Junction 10, Luton Airport towards 9, Redbourne. As for the M25 anti-clockwise taking about 20 minutes from 26 at Waltham Abbey to 24 Potter's Bar not helped by of course the roadworks and uh, anti-clockwise taking about 25-30 uh, minutes or so from Junction 17 that's Maple Cross to Junction 15 that's the M4 so towards Heathrow if you're going the other way clockwise it's heavy at Junction 23 at uh, South Mims and the A1M a bit slow southbound at Stevenage that's Junctions 8 to 7 Alan Cowie BBC Three Counties Radio thank you very much Alan all right it's coming up to 8 17 uh, it's uh, friday the 26th of april i'm ian lee and these are your headlines on bbc three counties radio a worker at a wickham department store is seeking more than a million pounds in compensation after damaging her back picking up an earring thameslink passengers are being warned to expect delays and cancellations until midday due to problems on the london to brighton stretch in sport robert milkins produced the biggest shock of the shock of the world snooker championship so far by knocking out 2010 champion Neil Robertson 10-8 in the first round. Right weather in beds, hearts, mucks, cloudy and wet with a top temperature of 12 degrees. Coming up, the band Enter Shikari will walk onto a clip of a Gary Glitter song when they headline the Hatfield Forum tonight. Should there be a big stigma associated with his work? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. I've always loved being a comedian because it's my job, so I'm going to keep doing that. I was voted Japan's number one male vocalist of the year, and I beat out Frank Sinatra. How's that? <laughs> Expert advice. It does sound like it's a mechanical pain brought on by altered mechanics in your upper limb. Your capital's protected because I'm guessing what you don't want to do is take any risks with the capital itself. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh yeah, ticking, yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I have had, had. I don't know if you've had a cup of the Paul Scoynes coffee from upstairs. No, he really makes me a coffee. Well, you're, you're a separate team, and we don't really. There is a, a, a rivalry. I can see, uh, and we are technically better than you. But that coffee, <laughs> it really has. It really has um, excited me. <laughs> so I can see many different ways. Do you know, I grind my own at home. Excuse me. I bought a. Uh, I bought a coffee grinder. Oh. And I import bags of beans and I grind them myself. We have one of those Nespresso machines with the pods. You've always got to outdo me, haven't you? Hang on a second. You actually raised your eyebrows in a... I'm just telling you about my grinding. And, of course, you have to go that extra step. Well, of course, we've got the most expensive coffee machine on the market. We're having a conversation about our coffee habits. What do you expect me to do? Keep quiet about my better coffee machine. Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, you've just made me feel as if the kind of coffee I use, it's like a jar of cheap supermarket stuff. Okay, so tell us about the coffee beans that you import and grind. Well, that's it, really. Import them, put them in the machine, press the top, it goes, grinds them, put them in the cafetiere, bit of hot water. We just put a pod in, close the top and press a button. They're very nice, those machines. And yours are very nice, too. <laughs> oh, look, isn't that nice? We, we tension, but we sorted it out. If only the rest of the world was like us. Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. Maybe we should go to, to Israel and, and sort out the problems over there. Maybe. I think we could. Ooh, OB, I feel a week in the sunshine. Oh, yes. Can't we find a way of doing an OB in Frigaliana? Oh, can I'd we? I'd love to show you around Frigaliana. You'd love it. I'm coming. Yeah? Yeah, why not? Okay. Hell yeah. What's on your show this morning? Well, coming up on the big phone this morning, I've been very interested in your discussion you've been having this morning about this lady who has put in a massive compensation claim. Yes. And from nine this morning, I want to ask, are compensation claims ever justified? Um, this woman who uh, worked at a department store in Wickham, she's suing her employers for more than a million pounds after damaging her back, picking up an earring. 31-year-old Safa Pate ran the coast section of the House of Fraser. She claimed that she has no feeling in her left leg and foot after dropping the earring and retrieving it from under a display. Coast fashions have denied any wrongdoing and suggested she should have used a stick. Poke it with a stick. Well, this case raises an interesting issue about the way we feel about compensation claims. And this morning from nine, I'd love to hear from you. Do you think compensation claims are ever justified? We seem to be heading in the general direction of America, don't we? Whenever anybody has any kind of problem, accident, they put in a claim in America. Are we heading along the same lines? And if we are, is that a good thing? I mean, we were talking about this horrible incident in in Bangladesh where that building collapsed. We were talking about the difference between health and safety here Mm. and health and safety in other countries. Perhaps the two go hand in hand. The more compensation claims that are made, the more companies are forced to concentrate on health and safety and make the working environment safer for their employees. Perhaps you think it totally is justified. People who put claims in with the National Health Service when they've had a, the wrong leg taken off. Is it a good thing? 
Is it a good thing? Because ultimately, it makes the doctors and the nurses take more care. And take the right leg off. From nine this morning, are compensation claims ever justified? It's the big phone-in. Call 08459 455 555. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I was just suggesting that uh, JVS should be on TV because when he comes in and, um, and I've seen him do bits of his show, he really performs it. I just sit here looking a bit scruffy and a bit grumpy. He performs. He should take um, his phoning show live to the theatres of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Now, tonight, the St Albans Band, Enter Shikari, will perform at the Forum in Hertfordshire as part of their show. They walk on stage to a snippet of a Gary Glitter track. Well, it got us thinking in the office, should we really write his music out of history? There is a stigma attached to his work. Should there be? Our reporter, Serena Farrow, has been finding out what you think. think. Shall I, I'll just walk with you if you're in a bit of a rush. Um, I saw Gary Glitter playing about um, 20 years ago when I was a student. He's really good. He was, he was a very good performer, live performer, yeah. It's great music. So, to sing along to. so do you think people should put that aside, his past, this, the personal side, and just his music treat it differently? I've no idea. It's a, it's, it's a, he, was a, he was a great live performer. That's all I can say. I was never a fan, although I was born in the late 60s. So, should we separate the music from the person? Do you think he's already been through enough? He's kind of been erased from music history, hasn't he, since his acts? He has, but I can't say that his music was great works of art anyway, so I'm not sure that the loss of it is anything that we should particularly worry about. Um, as a legacy, if it was something like Beethoven or, um, you know, something a bit more inspiring, then I might say, yeah. You know, I can understand why people are sensitive about it, but does that then mean that his music will never, ever be played again? I'm not a Gary Glitter fan as such, but I do think that his career should be judged separately to him as a person. Well, we're joined by two guests now. Terry Utley is from the band Smokey, who had hits in the 70s with songs like Living Next Door to Alice, and Pete Phipps is from the Glitter Band, who worked and toured with Glitter in the early 70s. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I feel, hum- I feel humbled to have such um, the, the rock royalty on my show this morning. Thank you both for coming on. <laughs> Terry, we'll start with you first. You, you played on the same bill as, uh, as Glitter in the 70s, didn't you? What was he like? Um, well, to, to me, it was quite um, elusive, uh, I think, you know, much in, in a way that a, a lot of uh, uh, people with that big, bigger star sort of uh, attitude are, you know. Um, but I, I never heard a bad thing about him, you know. And I, I knew the boys like Pete, you know, we, 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 we sort of saw each other in the bar and what have you at, at uh, BBC and stuff. But it's very rare we actually uh, bumped into to Gary himself, you know. And, uh, Terry, the, the 70s were, were um, particularly exciting times to be in rock bands, weren't they? Oh, they were terrific times, you know, especially when you've been trying it from being a kid, you know, and, and suddenly you you achieve uh, all the stuff that you, you wanted to achieve, you know. You still, I mean, I'm still pinching myself today that we got more than one hit record, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it, it was a great, great time, you know, just a fantastic time. And some of the tunes, you know, like, like Gary Glitters, you know, they were great, great pop tunes and ultra successful. Well, this is the thing. Gary Glitter sold millions of records. Yeah. And I, listen, I used to be a huge fan. Those are cracking songs. Terry, can we separate the uh, man from the music? I mean, you've got to play the 50-50 card, really. Mm. You know, you, you're going to upset somebody by saying, uh, yes, you should. And you're going to upset people by saying, no, you shouldn't. I, I think you should... It, it, 
I mean, who, who's getting penalised there? You, you've got to blame the man for what he did in his personal life. You don't blame the records. You don't blame the writers, you know. Okay, you don't blame Mike Leander, the yeah. co-writer. You don't blame the Glitter Band. You don't blame the record company or the publisher. You, you're just blaming everybody if you blame the record or the song. It was a great, great song. What he did in his personal life was abhorrent. But, you know, that, that's how you should punish the man. And, and not the music. Pete Phipps, you uh, were you were in the Glitter Band and you, you played with Gary Glitter for, for a long time, uh, as well as having hits on your own, of course. Yeah. Did, uh, when all this terrible news about Glitter came out, I think about 96, 97, something like that. It was 97. 97. How did that affect the Glitter Band? Because you were still touring then, weren't you? We, yeah, we, ha- we hadn't stopped touring. Right. And um, in 97, <coughs> we were about to embark on a 25-year anniversary tour. And, so, and we had been asked to um, to open the show for, for Glitter. Mm. And it was, I think, about two weeks before the show was, was going to kick off, this, this terrible news broke. Um, and uh, anyway, the tour, the tour went ahead, and um, uh, Gary, Gary actually said, said to, to Jerry and me that he was innocent. And so we, we did that tour, we said goodbye, and it was in early 1998 that he was convicted, and it was absolutely shocking, mm. and it, it, it devastated our career overnight. Did it? Did, did it just end for the Glitter Band then, because people associated you two so closely? Yes, we, we, were, we were so associated that, that, that we, couldn't, we couldn't even get a show. It was absolute, absolutely terrible. But we have turned it around now. Mm. We are going out, and in fact, we're playing Camberley tonight with uh, paper lace and um, white planes. Fantastic! And our fans want us to play Gary's songs. Do they? That's absolutely interesting. Right when he said, when he mentioned Mike Leander, ninety-nine mm. percent of those songs were Mike. Well, Mike wrote, co-wrote, and produced them, didn't he? He was well, he, he, he kind of the brains behind it, right? Gary, Gary, Gary was in the in the studio. You know, throwing up a few ideas here and there, but Mike was the one who put those put those songs together, yeah. recorded them, put them out. You we, know. we have floated the idea of playing a Gary Glitter song, "I Love You, Love Me, Love," which I think is just a wonderful song. Uh, and we've had a few people say yes. Most people, Pete, have said no. Don't it, it, don't play that pervert's music. It's disgusting. Can we separate the man from the music? Well, for me, you can. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, abs- I I absolutely believe that that Mike Leander was the was the 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 the, uh, the force behind those records, and he he it was his genius that made that that made those records what they were. Mm. Um, Gary was Gary was the figurehead for them, the singer. Um, f- for me, yes, they're separate. Pete, but, listen, uh, we've got to move on. I could speak to both of you, gentlemen, all morning. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Pete. Very quickly, is, is there a Glitter Band website if people want to find out more about the band? Theglitterband.co.uk. And, and Terry, have you got a website you want to plug? Uh, Smokey.co.uk on Facebook also. So, Brilliant. Uh, can I just say one thing? Of course you can, Terry. We're still listening to Great Battles of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. He married his 13-year-old niece. It does seem selective, doesn't it? You're right. We've <laughs> mentioned Jerry Lewis. Someone raised the, the issue that Phil Spector killed a woman a few years ago, and we, you know, do we ban, yes, you know, River Deep, it, Mountain High? You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It does seem slightly selective, gentlemen. It, it's a fascinating discussion. I'm sorry it's so brief, but uh, you heard Terry Utley there from uh, the band Smokey, and Pete. Phipps from the Glitter Band. That's Rock and Roll Royalty right there, dear listener. Thank you so much for coming on. 08459 455555. Here's the travel news now, Alan Cowie. 
Arts and Bucks Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the trains, we've got delays of up to an hour to First Capital Connect services between Bedford and Brighton. It was after a fire alarm and a signalling box just south of Gatwick at uh, Three Bridges. The line is open, but uh, trains may still be delayed up until uh, 12 o'clock this uh, lunchtime for the roads. Uh, just one minor road closure at Wellin. Uh, White Hill is shut between Homerswood Lane and School Lane. There's been an accident. A uh, pylon, electricity pylon, has been uh, knocked over. Traffic moving uh, reasonably uh, well. Uh, the motorways are just busy on the M25, really anti-clockwise in patches from Junction 17, Maple Cross, to Junction 15, which is the M4. Going the other way, clockwise heavy at 23 South Mims to 24 Potter's Bar into the roadworks. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alan, thanks very much. 8.13 News and Sport now, Catherine Boyle. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. The headlines. A worker at a Wickham department store is seeking more than a million pounds in compensation after damaging her back picking up an earring. Thameslink passengers are being warned to expect delays and cancellations until midday due to problems on the London to Brighton stretch. And a con man from Bedford who tricked elderly and vulnerable people all over the world into sending him millions of pounds is due to be sentenced later. Beds, Hearts and Bucks Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chelsea recovered from a controversial penalty decision to secure a valuable 2-1 victory in their Europa League semi-final first leg with Basel last night. Meanwhile, Watford are at Leicester in the Championship tonight with a win for the Hornets, putting them in within a point of Hull, who occupy the final automatic promotion position. Watford are likely to field a similar team to the one that won last weekend. Their manager Gianfranco Zola said there could still be a twist at the end. There's, there's the Championship, you know, we know that they're no, no easy games for us, not for uh, for all. So we know that it's going to be like this until the end. So I, I'm not going to be surprised if I see other uh, twists, twists and turns. The Stevenage manager Graham Wesley believes the Milton Keynes boss, Car- Milton Keynes Don's boss, Carl Robinson, will learn from comments he made about Borough earlier in the season. Following the sacking of Stevenage's Gary Smith, the Don's boss called the decision a shambles. The two clubs play each other on Saturday, and Wesley, who took over from Smith, says Robinson was disrespectful. Wickham Wanderers play their final match of the season at home to Port Vale. It'll be player manager Gareth Ainsworth's last match as a player and his 600th appearance. He says he'll miss being on the pitch. You'll never ever replace playing ever. Never do it. I don't care what anyone says, there's nothing better than playing on a Saturday, pitting your wits against someone, scoring a goal, fans singing your name. It's you feel so alive and I don't I can't explain it in words, it's not it doesn't do it justice. So um to leave those days behind is is unbelievably hard, believe me. It's really, really tough. I'll miss playing, believe me. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at nine o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. More text on Gary Glitter coming up. Your calls, 08459 555555. Do we play a Glitter song before the end of the show? And we've got some cracking music coming up. A gentleman who got in touch uh, with me via ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Always good. When I, I put a little plea out on uh, Twitter a few weeks ago saying, we're looking for unusual acts and got some great stuff sent in that wasn't quite right for us. And I was, I was feeling a little despondent. Then I clicked on this gentleman's link. I went, oh, yeah, oh, yes. Get him in. We'll have some of that. It's, it's brilliant. It really is very exciting. We'll um, talk more on that anon. Uh, now, a group of MPs is accusing the UK's four biggest accountancy firms of being too close to the government, which enables the companies to tell their clients about tax loopholes. 
The Public Accounts Committee claims that Del- Delwatt, Ernst & Young, KPMG and PWC send staff on secondment to the Treasury to glean insider knowledge, which they then use to help advise businesses on how to pay less tax. Well, we can get a word on this with our reporter, Gavin Lee. Morning, Gavin. Morning, Ian. Uh, talk us through what appears to be going on here. It's a little bit complicated. Yeah, so you've got this group of MPs. If you've rewind a few months, they already had a go at uh, the likes of Amazon and Starbucks and Google for the amount of tax they pay in the UK. So now they're looking at the um, the companies behind them. You, you, as you mentioned, the big four accountant firms who are often providing the legal advice when it comes to tax and tax avoidance. And they're saying that there's a system that's been going on for years now that's absolutely wrong, which is a secondment system. So you have staff from the big four companies going to the Treasury, going to the um, Her Majesty Revenue and Customs, and when they're forging their uh, legal documents and, and tax laws, they bring in these staff because they need the best staff and often they're the best paid from these firms for six months at a time and they go through the detail with them. Now the problem is when they come out and go back to their old job is they know all of this information, you can't unknow that information and that's what they say crosses the line. It's too close, it's too cosy a relationship and what they want the practice banned. The, the problem is that, that nothing, tax avoidance isn't illegal, is it? No, I mean tax um, evasion is illegal and there's a sort of new um, jargon term that lawyers use which is called tax avoidion which is a, it sounds like a weird Bristolian cross between the two of them um, but essentially it shows that it's a grey area that it's sometimes used in court it means it's it's legal and plus I, I should just step back from this accountancy you know, the point is that they can legally help companies pay minimum tax as possible mm. and so there's nothing wrong in, in trying to do that but what the MPs are saying is where is the line that these the staff are coming in and how aggressive does tax avoidance get and that's where they say, say is a morally legal legally dubious argument and they want it looked at and possible one answer could be paying HMRC staff more money so they don't get poached by these companies and end up coming in seconded with them and they could sustain themselves that way. Has there been any response from the four companies accused of this? Yeah they think it's ludicrous they think they're baffled by the fact that um, they are being criticised they point to the US where there's a very free and open system of, of how it works knowing full well that they get the best of the business minds but in return they can give some advice to other businesses as they they offer and they say actually by giving business advice this way legitimately you can attract more interest you can attract more innovation to the uk this way gavin lee thank you very much indeed across beds hearts and bucks this is ian lee on bbc three counties radio Uh, We're discussing uh, the legacy of Gary Glitter. Is there a legacy? Is his music going to outlive the man, or will his heinous crimes be the thing that we're remembered, that he's remembered for? Um, Julian Luton on the text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Ian, please don't play a Glitter song, or I will turn the radio off, especially if it's Do You Want to Touch Me. He is revolting. I'm a mother of four and find him absolutely disgusting. Yes, his music was good, and it's a shame it's not played anymore, but I don't wish to hear his voice. Gary says, Gary was one of the best in his day, but he's sick in the head. However, his song should still be heard. Pete says, why not go the whole hog and interview Jonathan King too? No to royalties to perverts. And Ian says, I think part of the issue is uh, if he used the celebrity of his music career to get himself into a position where he could carry out his crimes, then would you want to reward him for that through royalties by playing his songs? Well, Charlie's from Hemel Hempstead. Charlie, you're a DJ, are you? You play parties and things. Uh, yes, correct, Ian. Do, yeah. do, you, do you ever play Gary Glitter songs? Uh, I have done, yes. Uh, what I do, though, I, I sort the situation out. I'll go around the tables a few times just to get their opinions. 
because they could finish up be, you know, something objective really bad, then there could be a bit of trouble. And uh, when, you, when you go around asking the people at the party, oh, I'm, I'm going to play leader of the gang, does anyone mind? Well, what do people uh, say? Well, I get a mixed reaction. But there again, uh, I mean, I know Rolf Harris hasn't com- been convicted. Well, let's, right? yeah, let's, let's, I don't want to, don't want to discuss Rolf Harris. I'm it's keen to, um, yeah, no, okay, Charlie, we're going to stop there. Just, I don't want to go down uh, slightly tricky legal paths on here. Rolf Harris, of course, has not been, uh, been convicted of anything. And uh, George Michael has admitted any sexual indiscretions he may have had in public places. I'm not in any way linking those two gentlemen with the crimes of Gary Glitter. And I do want to focus on Glitter at the moment, uh, if we can, uh, please. Uh, Mike in Bedford has emailed in, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. I hope you don't play the Gary Glitter track this morning. The type of offences he's committed mean he should be totally ignored when considering the glam rock period. If, however, you do decide to play a track, please can you give a warning so that I can turn the station off? Well, it's looking unlikely we're going to play one. I was hoping to play I Love You, Love Me, Love, because it is a wonderful, wonderful song. I mean, it's a cracking song. But it would appear that the majority of you... um, At the start of the show, you're all against it. We've had a few people actually saying, well, no, no, you should play it. It's it's a good music, but... um, um, It's looking unlikely that we we will play. Although uh, Rose in Royston on the text please play glitter we've become oversensitive and politically correct i've always liked his music and although what he did was despicable he's been punished for it and his music is a separate issue oh eight four five nine four double five five double five yesterday we had uri geller on the show we we're talking about watches i don't know why it just kind of evolved and uh, we managed to track down uri geller the massive bender of spoons he's a top bloke whatever you think of his uh, his powers he is a top bloke a very nice gentleman. I was, uh, he once spoke to my mum on the telephone and, and tried to cheer her up, which I thought was a lovely thing to do. And he's a very nice bloke. He did a, a little experiment where he got us all to shout the word work uh, to see if we could get um, lazy people back to work. No, I'm joking. To see if we could get watches uh, that are broken back to work. And we had a couple of people get in touch and say, well, actually, do you know what? Yeah, it did. I'm surprised. I always thought he was a bit of a fraud, but my watches started working. Wendy in Broxbourne, you have uh, previous with Geller, don't you? I do. Um, when he first started his television um, series, all donkeys years ago, I'm 72 now, okay. um, he was bending spoons. Yes. And I actually had my RAC key on the coffee table. Yes. And when he'd finished, I went to pick it up to put it in my bag with all the rest of my stuff and it was bent so hang on you were just watching him on television yeah and he bent your key he did and i've still got that key although i've never been able to use it have you thought you could possibly sue uh, geller for this oh rubbish <laughs> sue him wendy sue him for a million pounds he's worth it oh no 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 um it, it was uh, it was so surprising, you know. Um, I thought, no, I, I must have done something to it, you yeah. know. But I mean, an RAC key is quite sturdy. What is an RAC key, Wendy? Um, it's a key that you get when you join the RAC. Oh. So that in those days, you could go to a box and open it and and phone through. To I remember those little yes. boxes with the the, the RAC ones yes. with the keys. Yes, I'm talking long time ago now. Yes, no, I remember. Th- I also remember just that um, the AA when the AA um, would stop and help you, if you had an AA badge on your car, they would salute you. That's right. Don't do that now. No, no, no. We had metal badges. Yes. 
but uh, you don't have them. Those original metal badges, those, yeah, well, they do. Those original metal badges in good condition, they're worth a few quid. I know. Unfortunately, when my husband and I were posted out to Cyprus, we had to sell my little Morris Minor and left the badge on it. Oh, Wendy, Mm. you should have kept that. Well, Geller didn't bend your badge, did he? I don't think so. Okay, well, that's something. I shouldn't think so. (laughs) I would hope not. Wendy, listen, I would, seriously, I would reconsider suing Uri Geller for bending your RAC key. Million pounds. Million pounds you could get, Wendy. That would be good, wouldn't it? 08459 four double five five double five. Quick look at the front pages of the newspapers before we go to travel, shall we? Yes, why not? The Daily Telegraph. Lots of pictures of Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, there's a picture of a gentleman that looks like me on the front page. Fraser Nelson. I've no idea who he is. He looks like, he looks like a, a, a slightly less attractive version of me. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow wearing a dress that's uh, revealing at the side. She, apparently, she's the world's most beautiful woman. I don't disagree sarah beanie surely is more yeah sarah beanie from property ladder always pregnant also on the telegraph people should be taught not all porn is bad say experts or sexperts teachers should be aware that not all pornography is bad when taking sex education classes according to guidance made available to schools a publication released by a group of health and children's charities say that teachers should bear in mind that pornography is hugely uh, diverse you wait till the Daily Mail jumps on that story. Oh, they're going to have fun with that. The Independent um, picture of the uh, the building in Bangladesh, the uh, factory that's used by Primark and Matalan uh, that's collapsed. 238 dead so far. Oh dear, not good. Well, the Guardian have uh, put a picture of an old lady on a deck chair uh, because it's got a bit sunny. Well done. Good work. Uh, Cameron's press dilemma. Um, and also the, the story we were just talking about with Gavin there. Inside knowledge lets rich off tax hooks, says MPs report. The so-called big four companies, uh, accountancy firms, are using knowledge gained from staff seconded to the Treasury to help wealthy clients avoid paying UK taxes. Let you know a secret, kids. Accountants help people avoid paying taxes. My accountant helps me avoid paying ta- helps me pay as less least tax as possible. I've not got one of those offshore accounts or anything like that, but I give him everything that I've bought and spent money on. He goes, right, you can claim that back. You can claim that back. You can't claim that back. You can claim 20% of that back. So, there we go. Uh, the Times revealed tragic victims of Syria's nerve gas war, and it's a, h- a horrendous picture of um, uh, someone who has been um, gassed, or uh, nerve gas has been used, and it's, uh, it really is uh, a terribly upsetting picture. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, earlier on, we heard there were major disruptions on the Thameslink line this morning. No trains operating between Brighton and London. Well, our reporter, Serena Farrah, is St Albans train station now. Good morning, Serena. Good morning. What's the latest there? Well, actually, it's pretty calm. It's just like a normal day here at the station. I've been asking a few people whether they've been inconvenienced by these delays, and I've been told essentially it's just like a normal day. A little bit of ten minutes here, you know, a little bit of extra wait, and that's it. So, so nothing too bad. Just maybe, uh, perhaps, give a few minutes extra for travel. But everything is is kind of running if it's a little bit late. Exactly. And I think the thing is, they're all kind of pragmatic about it. They're all on their phones and playing little games and just entertaining themselves, really. Serena, are you coming back to the BBC Three Counties uh, offices? I am. I'm being moved on by parking attendants. Okay. As we speak. Well, okay. You move on. But while you're moving on, could you get us a fried egg sandwich and a coffee, please? What do you think this is? Well, I think it's a home delivery service. Thank you very much to Serena Farrow. They're live. And now, with more travel info, let's go to Alan Cowie, shall we? Beds, hearts.
Hearts and Bucks Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, good morning. Well, the uh, the reason for that uh, apparent calm is because uh, most trains are leaving uh, stations uh, reasonably on time, 10 to 15 minutes late, but they are picking up to delays uh, en route. It was after a fire alarm at a signalling box at uh, Three Bridges, uh, just south of uh, Gatwick. So first Capital Connect running with delays on the Bedford to Brighton line. Some trains are, are being delayed by up to an hour, but uh, stations leaving uh, St Albans, Bedford uh, not uh, departing uh, without any major delays, but certainly en route uh, will will pick up uh, further delays closer to uh, London. Uh, for the roads, not too much to report, actually. Uh, M25 anti-clockwise is slow from Junction 26 Waltham Abbey to Junction 24 uh, Potter's Bar, just uh, through the roadwork section, and uh, clockwise heavy from 23 South Mims towards Junction 24 Potter's Bar. Just the outskirts of uh, Wellin got uh, some road closures. Just very minor roads, but might affect uh, some local traffic. Uh, White Hill is closed between Homerswood Lane and uh, School Lane, and School Lane is also closed. Getting reports of a a problem with an electricity pylon either part of it has fallen or it's been damaged in some way but uh, so a few road closures in place but uh, traffic coping reasonably well on the surrounding routes alan cowie bbc three counties radio alan thank you very much right it's 8 46 nearly 8 47 it's friday the 26th of april i'm ian lee and these are your headlines on bbc three counties radio a worker at a Wickham department store is seeking more than a million pounds in compensation after damaging her back picking up an earring. Thameslink passengers are being warned to expect delays and cancellations until midday due to problems on the London to Brighton stretch. In sports, Liverpool striker Luis Suarez will be allowed to decide whether or not he appeals against the 10-match ban given for biting Branislav Ivanovic. Coming up, Music Friday. This time every week we get a rather unique musical guest in to join me in the studio. I'm very excited about this one this week. We'll find out who it is after the weather with Elizabeth Rossini. Beds, Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. I do hope that your feet are firmly flat on the floor, Ian, at the moment and you're not spinning round on your chair because that would be very rude to my weather forecast. Um, but uh, we've seen the rain clear away and we've got some brightness and some sunshine now emerging towards northern areas of Buckinghamshire and Bedfordshire. Still rather cloudy over Hertfordshire, though. A few outbreaks of rain left to come here. There will be some sunshine and some showers through the course of the day. Some of those showers could be very heavy in places, perhaps even a rumble or two of thunder and some hail in the mix at times but some brightness and some sunshine it's just feeling much colder than it was yesterday with highs of only 12 or 13 degrees celsius in luton in welling garden city stevenage and high wickham too that's 55 in fahrenheit so we've lost a good 8 to 10 degrees on where we were yesterday now for this evening and overnight there'll still be some showers rumbling on through the course of the evening um, but away from the showers where we get the clear spells there could be a touch of ground frost into tomorrow morning lows of two or three degrees celsius in some of the towns so a chilly start to the weekend sunshine and showers again tomorrow some of those showers turning out to be quite heavy i dare say there'll be plenty of them through saturday as well a very frosty night on saturday into sunday but sunday fine and dry through the morning outbreaks of rain into the afternoon in thank you very much elizabeth Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni with the best local news stories. I get to meet a lot of really interesting people with the most amazing stories. We feel as if we haven't been taken notice of. Yesterday we heard that the bank had gone, but today it's still there. The cat got delivered up in Kabul. You should be back in the UK in two months. With the best local talking points. Do some of the bakers have flapjack fights? No, of course not, Roberto. Well, not in our shops. <laughs> Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three. On B- BBC Three Counties Radio.
Morning to listener, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We've, we have decided that uh, the majority of people were against us playing a Gary Glitter song, so it will not be played this morning. I do think that's a shame. I do think that's a shame that um, cause th- th- they are cracking songs. You forget whatever he's done. It's, it's hideous what he's done. And I, I, it's a shame that we can't separate the gentleman from the music. If you'd like to call in about that, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, I've still got 10 minutes or so if you want to give us a call. JVS will be on at nine. But Music Friday, this time every week, we get a rather unique musical guest to join me live in the studio. We've had harps playing Sweet Child of Mine. We've had bagpipes. We had a very uh, interesting choir of two people doing beatboxes and rap and things like that. Well, today we have uh, a gentleman from Watford, Declan Zapal. Have I got that right? Declan Zapala, yeah, that's uh, me. Zapala. Yeah, I, I, I knew I'd get it wrong. You play percussive guitar music. Yeah, yeah, I play percussive guitar. But hang on a second. What is percussive guitar music? Well, it's it's kind of um, where the instrument is used as a percussion instrument. No, I see. Of like, um, well, the guitar is like if you took all the strings off, it would be probably the best percussion instrument that actually exists. Right. Um, Hollow body, nice, yeah, and, nice, yeah, good sound. Different curves. That, it's just kind of got all these little bits that you can kind of... Oh, make bizarre oh, oh you see already? Yeah, there you go. I'm going to shut up, OK? Do you want to give us a quick song? Uh, yeah, sure. You, you, the you, the you, quickest song I have is five minutes long. Then let's have a five-minute song. I'm not bothered. Yeah, you get ready. OK. Oh, no. Oh, you're out of tune. Look yeah, at you. Yeah, I just went out of tune as soon as I started going to... Oh, no. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is unbelievably unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. Right, you put your mic where you need yeah, to put yeah. it. Cool, right. So, uh, Declan Zapala is going to play us uh, some percussive guitar. Yeah. Are you happy with the position there, sir? Uh, I'd say, yeah, that's, that's pretty... Okay, pretty. away you go. Cool, right, thank you. This is Broken Rhapsody.
Thanks. You're listening to BBC Three Counties Radio. Just put the microphone up a little bit closer to your mouth, uh, Declan. That was amazing. Oh, it's, it's the closest we're ever going to get to getting Robert Fripp or Frank Zappa played on this show. There was, yeah, there Frank was kind Zappa, of, yeah, he's, he's a good. He, the, the, he's yes. <laughs> Why? 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 I don't know. I, I, a friend of mine, Matt Buchanan, if you can hear me, this is you. A friend of mine just showed me this guy called Eric Roche playing this percussive stuff, and um, it kind of it made me realise all the years I spent sort of tapping as a child at school. Yes, yeah, so you're a big just, tapper, were you? Yeah, yes. really, really like fidgety, tappy, all that kind of stuff. Pretty much ADHD, but yes, undiagnosed, I'd say. Um, but yeah, all that tapping. Just and come I, a little I was, bit closer. I was, to I was learning like classical guitar the whole time, and then as soon as my friend showed me this stuff, I was like, "Ah, oh, you can you can play the guitar and tap at the same time." Mm. And yeah, that was kind of two thousand five, two thousand six, and I've just sort of started getting into writing. My I hate to, to break the news to yeah. you. You are totally going to um, ruin your joints and your fingers. Yeah, yeah. When, that, by the yeah. time you're sixty, you're going to be feeling that. Yes, sixty. I, do you know? I hope to be kind of like I don't know, living in a mansion of some sort in, when I'm 16 yeah. it won't be an issue yeah 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 because people, cause, cause people yeah. who play slightly left uh, of centre music always make loads of money if oh, you know. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very true what, very do, true what, do, do you go, I'm assuming you go out and play gigs and say it, uh, the thing about it as well it sounds amazing it yeah. looks incredible what you're doing as well. <laughs> the, the fingers are all over the shop. You, you can you can sort of play it in unexpected sort of places. So I, I you know I can play in serious concerts at also at home like in a pub, yeah. just sort of you know open mics. See, I've gone from I've been really lucky recently. I've, I've been um, doing sort of cruise ship work, like sorry, like playing concerts on cruise ships. Really? And it it it, it goes down so well, like yeah. in like really kind of you know serious concerts. People are you know ultra critical and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's quite nerve wracking. But, yeah, the percussive stuff is always a thing they come away. Because so, I'm, I'm a classical guitarist as well, so I've kind of infiltrated serious concerts. Well, I was going to say, you're ticking so like... many boxes. You've got the classical, you've got the... I, I'm sure the jazz fans would dig it, the, the, yeah. the avant-garde rock fans would dig it, and also, it's you know, it's a, it's a spectacle. It, it's, it's a show in itself. The, yeah, sort of contemporary dance. Listen, we, we're kind of out of time. If people want to find uh, out more about you, Declan, where can they go? Um, if you just type my name and then .com, that's my website, and I've got, like, a gig list and... Just so spell, you spell your last name. Um, Zapala, so Zap, yep. like, like the old comic. Yeah. Z A P A L A Zap A La Zapala Declan Zapala and Declan Dolly you've got your website Zapala. and also loads of stuff on YouTube as well which is uh, yeah yeah I've got bits and pieces hopefully a few more videos coming up soon um, yeah got a, v- got a concert at the V&A Museum in June really? yeah in London so there's a London gig coming up so anyone who's come and see that they do good concerts at the V&A yeah I've yeah, seen a really couple cool. of cracking things there yeah. Declan so, we're out of time it's so nice to meet you thank you thank so you much for coming pleasure. in that was yeah, fantastic excellent stuff indeed wow what a way to end the week right here's the travel news now Hearts and Bucks Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, First Capital Connect do have uh, delays on the Thames Link route. That's between uh, Bedford and Brighton. It was after a fire alarm at a signalling box at Three Bridges. The line's open, some trains being delayed by up to an hour. Trains more or less departing on time, but certainly picking up delays uh, en route. As for the roads, not too much to report. A certain minor road closure just on the outskirts of Wellin. Uh, White Hill is closed between Homerswood Lane and School Lane. Uh, the motorways, M25, busy. Nothing out of the ordinary, though. Alan Cowie, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alan, thank you very much indeed. If you think that you you've got something a little bit different and you'd like to come on the show one morning you can do well if, if you're any good you're not just any old rubbish as you you've heard although sometimes we have lowered that standard ever so slightly you can send me an email ian.lee iain.lwe at bbc.co.uk right that's it i'm off it's the freaking weekend baby i'm about to have me some fun uh, back on monday morning at six jvs is up next until monday from me ta-ta 
getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I can't get over Declan. How good was he? On today's big phone-in, I'm asking, are compensation claims ever 